Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Gino, my cousin was on the record a couple of weeks ago. I'm not even sure when. I went on a binge. My cousin Chris Van Vliet of Insight fame. Uh, he, he laid it down. He says, I need to be more niche. I need to go so niche. I need to be the premier wrestling podcast that only talks about wrestling. Nobody wants to hear me talk about anything else. If I'm the wrestling guy, I need to lean into that heavily. So wrestling, 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 Gino. And that's what I like about your cousin. And I even saw like he's been uploading his insider reviews quicker now. Like he has EC3 Moose and Adam Cole and Brandy just right there right now for people to enjoy his great content just discussing wrestling and, with and I these think, wrestlers. I think with these people, these are the ones that I listen, I listen to those kind of angrily and it's not Chris's fault. Chris is great. What a great, what a great cousin of mine. And we'll get, and we can even go one by one on some of these, which I have written down here. I just wanted to focus on the niche. Uh, he had that one in that one podcast guy. who has got millions of downloads and shit. And he had said, go niche. Just be so niche. Just be wrestling. Like I was even saying, this is the end of Leedies. And when I met, when I I was listening to this podcast, and it's just about going niche, finding an audience. What do you want to do with your podcast? What's your long term goals for having a podcast? And I just it hit me. I was like, dude, just go so hard into the wrestling. No, like be the most wrestling out of all the wrestling. And I got to find out what Instagram Reels is, Gino. But I think I'm going to be a huge success on there. But ultimately, yeah, this is this is the new direction. Vladis is dead. And it's fine that it's dead because we now know to resurrect from Vladis being this new generation, this new focus on just pure wrestling, whether it be the nichest wrestling from like GCW and ROH and Impact to hey, the mainstream of AEW. Thank you so WWE. much, Ricardio. I knew subber he's been a subber for five months i appreciate that here on trovo.live slash felides so if you're listening to this podcast this is it this is season three finale because next week we're having paint splatter logos and shit like i need to get wale on the horn to make me a new intro song to just completely rebrand this thing as the nxt 2.0 version of ladies this is the end we're done all right this is it gino it is the end, but it's the start of a new beginning. That's the point. This is going to be the absolute end of what we believe is what Leedies is to turn to the future of Leedies. No, Gino, it's over. Generation. You're saying it wrong, okay? This is the last episode ever. We're done, okay? No more Leedies. It's the end. Everyone just enjoy it, okay? I just watched Halloween Havoc, NXT's big show. I watched a little bit of Raw before I watched Halloween Havoc. And I just realized, you know, this is it. We're done. 
What do you what do you mean exact by word then? Like I need to elaborate. We had plans also to continue no, on like no, fire it, up your peacock. It's, it's over, okay? It, it's everything's over. We don't have a paint splatter logo. We don't have we we're missing it. We're missing the mark entirely. We need to go paint splatter, and when we didn't do it, now it's over. It's not over. I think I think we have enough time. We can get the fan base that we need to really focus on the niche mark that is professional wrestling. My cousin told me that it's over. He says, "Look, it's going to take a few years." I'm already a few years in, and I missed it. So this is the end of Bleedies. We'll see you next week for Bleedies 2.0 with a paint splatter. Okay. I don't know who's going to be hosting it either. That's the best part about Bleedies. It might not even be me. It could be somebody else. It could be Gino and somebody else next week right here on Bleedies 2.0 with the paint splatter logo. Now, if you are a design guy, you better be making that logo already. I'm even looking at Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa in front of the paint splatter. How do I just remove them? I want to just take their paint splatter background and plug it into Bleedies somehow. That's all that maybe then... We can resurrect Vleeties 2.0 successfully, you know. But until somebody can figure that out, we're dead. I don't think it would be that hard, like, to figure out how the or at least the pattern they use for that plate paint splatter, and then put it over on your new icon, the new logo we're gonna have. I don't think it'd be hard at all for anybody to make so we could actually continue on with Vleeties 2.0. It's over, dude. And this is this is so sad. I, like we did our best. Shawn Michaels did a great job tonight running Halloween Havoc without Triple H, and Tony Khan lost the ratings for it to a taped episode of SmackDown that already aired. Like the world is, it, it, the wrestling's dead, Gino, and that means we're dead. Okay, this though everything's crumbling. Can't you feel it? There's a storm happening in Dallas right now. And we're here talking about non-paint splatter Vleeties. I feel like this is the most... Well, is this season three or four? Whatever season of Vleeties this is, this is it. This this may be it, but again, we will come back at some point next week for <laughs> us to discuss the future with our focus on professional wrestling as a whole. Do you know, I'm going to be but back on Thursday. This... I'll be back on Thursday watching wrestling with you. So I don't know where you're going <laughs> to go and why are you waiting until next week. Like, Vleeties is dead. I don't know why you don't understand that fire up your peacock is very much alive so i'm gonna fire up my peacock this thursday if you care to join me i was even talking with kevin today there's even we got kevin involved in the rumors now kevin might even just hey let's do me and you watch alongs and you and gino watch tna like that like there's things in the work i don't know why you're taking a week off now what happened I'm not taking a week off. I thought you were saying Vleeties is dead. And I was talking about fire, but you kind of said, no, it's just dead. It's over. But we're going to so keep going dead. on with it. I'll be here Thursday. It's so dead. We need paint splatter. Like, that's maybe if we get paint splatter, I could be okay. But until then, it's dead. And I won't be here on Thursday. I won't be here next week. You're so right, Gino. Why are we even trying? Like, why? Are, what do we need to do to be Steven Larson? What, how, how wrestling nerd do I need to be? Do I need to educate myself? Is that the only way that I could ever make it to those heights is to educate myself? I think both of us need to educate ourselves to practice this, continue this going on for years, be consistent like we're doing, not have this die because they're consistent. They're bringing these numbers that we wish we could have, whether they're bought it or not. We wish we could have these numbers and eventually we will if we stay consistent. I think it's dead. And talk about I think, rest. I think they're dead too. I like I, I know I listened to them for a couple of days there and they, they're dead now. Like I, I I've given up on them entirely. Uh, I used to kinda of, it used to kinda of download and then I would see a headline and, and maybe listen. 
and now I don't even do that. Ever since the Tommy Dreamer thing, I'm done educating myself. Is he back on Busted Open yet? What's going on with Tommy Dreamer? I have no idea because I have no way of catching up on Busted Open since I guess it's dressed on serious. If I have to watch it or listen to it live, so I have no clue about Tommy. But again, I don't. They're probably dead to you, but listen, at least your cousin is still alive and well, and he's still making content for us to hear this niche wrestling discussion. My cousin that rules. We can focus on. My cousin rules. However, you know what? Let's let's do this first. I wanted to do this last, but we're here. We're here. We are, we've already yes. talked about Chris. And he had your boy, Steve Macklin, on, and they kind of addressed the elephant in the room. And I, I, I was interested to hear Macklin's thoughts on the Jackson Riker thing, where Riker sent out those tweets that he supports the president. And for some reason, that's such a taboo thought in America that you're not allowed, you're not allowed to do that. So I have to ask, like, what, first of all, what are your thoughts on that, Gino? T- should, did Riker deserve heat from all the other wrestlers like he got? Or should it have just been, oh, yeah, he's just being himself. He's a soldier. He served this country. All we do is wrestle. Most of us are Canadian. I don't know why we're calling Jackson Riker out. But I, I look at that moment as, as this time in history where, like, yeah, sure, politics was – it was so viral. Politics was a bigger deal than anything else at that time. So, of course, the wrestlers were, were paying attention and tweeting about it. So what do you think? Should, did Riker deserve this heat? I don't think he deserved the heat at all because again, him just again, that was just him being him, being honest and being out of character in a sense, just being who he is and believes what he believes, and that just completely killed the entire push of the Forgotten Sons, which I absolutely hated that they just stopped because of one tweet. So what annoyed me so, the most is Steve Macklin kind of quickly. So uh, Chris says, "Do you agree with what he said?" And Macklin immediately was like, "Absolutely not!" Like he said, "No, quick." And I understand he's trying to not get canceled. A lot of people are afraid of that. But why didn't yep. why did he say it like that? Why don't you do you not agree with that? Let's hear what you actually think. You're going to say no. So by that account, you you don't think that this country was built on freedom. Is that what Macklin's trying to say? Because saying the opposite of what Riker said is saying that uh, you don't love the president and this country wasn't built on freedom. So that's what right because that Reich, Riker's tweet says that. So it wasn't I'm trying to remember what happened because I remember there was stuff going on at that time when that tweet people came were out protesting. There was like a Black Lives Matter protest in front of a church and then they got tear gassed and Yeah, so there were people again trying to express their freedom and they weren't able to. Trespassing so on like, pri- trespassing on private property, absolutely. And public property. Private also. private Some of them were public. Private property in front of a church. So but e- either or, I, look, they're expressing themselves. We're all expressing ourselves. So Riker, the president, they're not allowed to express themselves, but everyone else is. Again, like it's, I'm not entirely sure what, again, I need to actually listen to it myself and like pay attention to like how Macklin says even it. And so, how the per- e- even so, like, like I don't think that what Riker said was that insanely provocative. Now, the I do agree with what Kevin Owens said. Uh, Jackson Riker, he made a comment about, uh, forgotten no more like that's how he signed off on his tweet so yeah. kevin owens is like are you using this event to push your gimmick that's kind of stupid um and i you know who knows I- i've watched Sami Zayn be a-, a really good heel top to your heel when he's tweeting about politics and i know he's doing it all in character because nobody can be that stupid so I-, I i love it but when i'm watching jackson Riker now and he's saying what he thinks and he's tagging it with his catchphrase. That part's a little weird, but 
he's allowed to say what he wants, Gino, regardless. Like, it's not like there are people being murdered out front of a church and they got their heads chopped off. And then they were saying, hey, Trump's the best. He just cut off all these heads like that didn't happen. Of course, the media continuously, uh, uh, I guess, guided people the wrong way into feeling certain ways about the president. I mean, they were guided, but at at the same time, perspective is everything and everybody is different. So even with media tries to skew your perspective, you still are the person behind your mind and what you see and choose to see it how you choose to see it yeah like sammy Zayn so is always so incredibly wrong that i love it he's he lives that gimmick so well and yeah i mean even his stuff his tweet was like literally built on oppression and i was like get the fuck out of here sammy Zayn! like what a useless piece of garbage from just coming over here and complaining about our talking about how this country's built on oppression meanwhile he's a wrestler who gets to talk about music on a podcast with Renee Young that you listen to. So he's over here complaining, this country's not very free. It's like, you you, you literally are producing garbage in front of us, and we're listening to it like sheep because we love you so much. I'm not sure why Ricardio's TTSs didn't play. I opened the old school window, so hopefully that makes the TTSs play right here on trovo.live slash Trulides. Uh, Gino, I have a paint splatter behind me. I feel a lot better now. Good, good. We're almost ready. We're almost going to bring Vleeties back, but Vleeties is still dead for right now. It's so Today, dead. It's this dead. is it. Season finale, series finale, who knows? Vleeties 2.0, maybe. Vleeties is dead. But, yeah, I listened to a few of these Chris Van Vleets in a row. Moose is, I was so curious to hear Moose, and unfortunately, I guess, I listened to these interviews not realizing, oh, they, they already did one a couple years ago. You know, I forgot that Oh, yeah, Moose has been a wrestler for almost a decade. So he, yep. he's probably been on Chris Chris Van Bleet's show. Because even hearing his, and I wanted them to go, you want them to go in more into certain details and certain stories. And it was very, it felt very surface level. And Moose having his TV on for the first 10 minutes was unbelievably frustrating. I can't believe I made it as far as I did. But even listening to that. Ew, wow. Nathan, thank you so much for subscribing to the last episode of Vleeties. This is it. I got a paint, a paint splatter, so that's kind of making me think there's going to be a Vleeties 2.0. But nothing's official yet. Vleeties is dead. Chris Van Vliet said it, all right? We didn't go niche enough. We got to go more niche. Is it niche or niche? I would think it's niche. Niche is like, I think, I forget exactly kind of why that it's spelled differently or is this about the same? It's about. I need to double check that. It's the same word. It's just people pronounce it differently. A niche has like a thing over the eye, I think. Or Malachi Black says, "What about our watch-alongs?" Why does nobody understand? The watch-alongs are not going anywhere. That's. F- this is my problem. I need. I need a branding. I need a chief branding officer, because fire up your peacock is not bleedies. What is happening, Gino? Why are people so lost? Uh, people just don't understand what content is. They think all content's the same. If it's by one person and you have one name for something and another name for the other thing, if one thing goes, they think the other thing goes as well because it's from the same creator. No, no, Vleeties that's not how is, content works. Yeah, this is it. This Vleeties is going away. Fire Up Your Peacock is getting renewed for a season for an episode three or whatever. Okay, that's not going anywhere. We're, we're gonna we have to fire up our peacocks <laughs> in two nights. So we're gonna have to determine what we're gonna watch. We should put a poll up at some point tonight yeah, we to get should. some live reactions but i'm just saying gino that this is dead i'm also saying that moose did a i actually really like moose i left that interview yeah. really liking moose and the best part of listening to that interview 
was I listened to it a couple hours before BFG. Now, I guess we should we can go. Let's go chronologically, if you will, Gino. Because uh, if you're downloading this on the podcast, you're probably wondering, what do they talk about? Bound for Glory. What do they talk about? Halloween Havoc. Now, all right. Fast forward to this part, okay? Ready, go. Ladies and gentlemen, Bound for Glory was this past weekend. And, Gino, I mocked you originally. I said, who's going to be able to watch five consecutive hours of wrestling? Just sit there and just take it all in, absorb all the wrestling. Who's going to be able to do it? Now, I was going to say five hours uninterrupted, but that's not true. I was interrupted several times. Uh, But I did watch most of it. I did miss – who did Daniel Bryan fight on Dynamite in the main event? Was that, that was Bobby Fish. No, Bobby Fish wrestled Anthony Green. Uh, oh, that's Brian right. wrestled Triple H. Did he wrestle? Was it was it Triple H? Yeah, Triple Malachi H Black says, "Fuck Bound for Glory." Halloween Havoc was awesome. Halloween Havoc was awesome, and I really enjoyed that one. We're gonna talk about that after Bound for Glory. After we talk about Dynamite, because I can't remember who was in the freaking yeah, who was in that main event. It was in the main event. It must have sucked. So okay. I didn't watch so, – so I watched most of Dynamite. Then the main event was about to start, and then my wife and son got home from Candy Trail. Okay, they went to Candy Trail, a little trick-or-treating. We bought – Gino, they misled us, okay? We thought it was $8 per person. It was $8 per child. Are you serious? So, Oh, yeah, Dustin oh, and Daniel Bryan were the opening This is opening match. match. That was the opener. What was the main event? Wasn't the main event Eddie and no Eddie and Lance were Lance Archer almost died. I watched that. He had the heads. He bought a moonsault, and all I could hear was Vince McMahon screaming, "Why is he doing a moonsault? Damn it! He's six eight. Like you, you notice, Braun Strowman never did a moonsault, and like I watched this this match with uh, Lance Archer, and I just thought, what? And then even Eddie afterwards was selling it. Like my friend just got hurt. He got hurt in the uh, um. What was Cody's match? That's a main event. I don't even remember. Oh, well, I missed that. Did Cody win? Cody Malachi. Yeah, Cody won. Oh, With the J driller, but it's the Cody driller. Oh, we got to make sure Cody gets those wins back. Yeah, he gets his big move now. He gets to take another person. He has the Oz cutter, now the Cody cutter. Now he took Jay Briscoe's move, the J driller. It's not the Cody driller. Yeah, Cody sucks. But either way. Cody steals everyone's I would love Cody if he was in a tag team with Ted DiBiase right now. That's what AEW needs is more tag teams. Ted DiBiase, senior, not junior. Both. Make it a trio. So I... Title. Yeah, get the trio's title in there. Get the gun club. How come Billy Gunn doesn't wrestle on Dynamite? Every time I see a clip of Dark, he comes out looking jacked as shit. Is it because Colton can't do a dropkick? No, Colton can do a dropkick. It's Austin that's the problem. Austin is the weakest link of the three. Colton really? is the future we need to focus around. And they need to really focus on this undefeated group that is gun club and give them the titles that they deserve. But they're never going to get them. I got bad news, dude. Uh Colton's already in his 30s. That's like 100 years, 100 years old in wrestling terms. I know. Austin's the real future. Yeah, Austin's not like that 26. good compared to Colton. Colton's not that good. I watched him do a drop. Good. I watched him do a drop kick, and I swear he was counting. Like, okay, one, two, three, up. One, two, three, land. I just looked, it looked like we were watching Dancing with the Stars, and Miz was crushing it on Grease Night. What'd you think of Grease Night before we get to Bound for Glory? The Miz. I- did so well. It was Grease Night. And they had to change the lyrics to Grease Lightning because I guess people didn't realize that song is about having sex. 
I missed that one. I actually need to watch it. The last one I watched was the whole Disney Two Nights, but I need to watch that one. Oh, he was need to watch Grease Night. He was killing it on Grease Lightning, and then JoJo Siwa. By the way, I have to take back some of the mean things that I might have said. Gino on Grease Night, she crushed it. Like I, I want to be this guy who's like, oh, it's supposed to be man women, but they told a story. They, they, they painted a damn picture up there. They took a scene from Greece that that is two females. It's Frenchie and it's Sandy. And it's kind of a sad moment where Sandy realizes that she wants to be with Danny no matter what. She'll change her the way she dresses. She just wants to be with this guy. She'll put up with the flaws that he has here in the real world. And they told this story, Gino. You know, it was so freaking good. It was better than any wrestling match I watched on Saturday night, okay? Let me just say that. It was so perfect. Yes. And... Uh, by the way, the best match I watched on Saturday was two women, so let's let, let that be a tease. But I, I, it was a great dance. JoJo Siwa for the win, giving it to her. Uh, and also, uh, The Miz, Grease Lightning, check it out. So after the main event of Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black, I didn't see that. And then I was putting my son to bed or he was going to the bathroom something. I turned on Bound for Glory like a half hour in. So I thought I came oh, in sh- I thought I came in super late. That's why I messaged you like, hey, uh, what did I miss? And you said You missed one of the most important things. I just but I missed one match or something. I didn't miss much, right? It's it's But the most important match, which was the inspirations debut oh, at the yeah. very beginning of the show. I missed the inspirations debut, which I actually was kind of glad that I missed it because I did watch some of the highlights. And I was like, okay, cool, they're here. I don't really like Rosemary, so whatever. It wasn't like I was excited for that match. And I and I, I was sh- were you shocked that it was the opener? I kind of was, but at the same time, I would have probably put that on there because the fans were probably there for like debuts, returns, like big moments. So starting off sure. with that after we see Jordan Grace winning the digital media championship in the pre-show. Which I called. Who been. called that, by the way? Who called Jordan Grace yes, get, getting the big I, W? She, look, she does push-ups in bikinis on Twitter, okay? She's going to win the digital media championship. No one even knows who Crazy Steve is. Listen, again, my prediction was Chelsea Green, which, because, again, mine made sense, too, because Chelsea Green and the internet champion together, both having the internet titles, would have made sense, but, but Matt that's going to eventually happen. Matt Cardona is not the internet champ in in the TNA landscape that's the real internet champion that is known in the entire united states of america's government is matt cardona he beat effie to retain to win back his title so he is still at gcw bound for glory not at tna bound for glory so it's going to happen so but i was surprised i missed the i i missed the women's tag match okay i missed it i like and you said you missed the inspiration i assume they were going to win anyway was, yes. I didn't know. The only thing that could have made it more interesting is if we did see like a Buddy Matthews some or somebody come out and do something, but nobody did anything. So um, that match existed. And then it, by the time I turned my, the show on, uh, I think Al Phantasma was getting in the ring. So I'm yes, the triple threat. So when I messaged you and you say you missed the women's tag, I'm like, and what else? And I didn't miss anything else. So did Billy Kay and or uh, what's her name, Jess McKay and Cassie Lee? Did they just wrestle for? A half hour? Was it just a barn burner with false finishes galore? Well, they got nice, like, they got their entrance with, uh, I forget her name, who does their song for the whole two-minute entrance for Poppy. them. And they had the two-minute entrance for Decay. And yeah, then Marilyn we had the Manson. match going on. Yes, with, not Marilyn Manson, with, uh, I forget who it is, but the dude sings Left Behind, because 
Yeah, they don't do uh, Dale Oliver. The... I think Dale Oliver. I would be surprised if he still does so. Surge. Surge. Is that what you mean, Surge? Or was it Jim Johnson? Maybe it's Jim Johnson. Jim so, Johnson, maybe. He's, so, he's doing something. So it's somebody's son. That really, finds a good thing. They had really long, long entrances. matches. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't see this match. I just saw kind of clips of it. I, I didn't even watch the match. So, I, I maybe have to. Yeah, work. you only saw clips. But, like, you saw like, there's some good spots. They had some good matches. The oh, double teams were good for be, both sides. I didn't think it would be a bad match. I just, when it, when it happened first, I thought that was weird. I thought they would save that. Um, I thought this match would have been first. So is it maybe they knew? Maybe they knew that I, I the matches that I wanted to see, I saw. I mean, not that I didn't want to see the iconics, but I kind of it it's was rich. it was a predictable outcome. So I just thought, okay, that match will happen, but I can't wait to see Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin, and El Fantasmo. Steve Macklin, by the way, I listened to the rest of his interview with Chris on Sunday. And part of me was like, okay, you know, this guy isn't so bad. I liked, I really liked the idea of him and Wesley Blake were prisoners of the system. I thought that would have been a cool tag team, POS, where it's two guys that he, he even brings it up. You know, you, we were part of that NXT era where Bobby Roode gets released. Now he's the champion. Shinsuke comes over. He's the champion. Like It was pretty much if you're a big name on the indies and you go to NXT, you're going to win the title. Meanwhile, guys like Blake and Macklin, who were there for five years, were barely even on the show. And I like yep. some of the stories he was telling. Uh, I like him, you know, him going inside a little bit on him and Deanna. But I think just what really bothered me was that Jackson Riker stuff. And maybe just – and I, I do wish he would have – his time in WWE was a blip. It really wasn't much. Even when he was in Forgotten Sons, Riker was the star. Riker was the big the big guy wearing pants That's on the, the manager. Outside. That was the best part. He was just the manager. Yeah, I know. He, he didn't even wrestle. He was the part. He was just on the outside of the ring, but he looked so menacing, and his eyes were just crazy. And, you know, him hearing him not wanting to wrestle Deanna, like, I get that. I actually kind of like that he said that because, you know, in, in, <laughs> that was the most Jackson Riker thing he said. Hey, Chris was all, hey, you know, you and Deanna might have a match. No, I'm not doing that. Like, he shot that down immediately. So I was like, oh, like cool. he might do intergender stuff. Yeah, not with the. Yeah, he said, we'll do a mixed tag. No problem with that. I'm not hitting a woman, though. And I was like, good for this yeah. guy. Good for this guy to just say that now <laughs> rather than, oh, who knows? And then they get in the yeah, ring. Maybe like, I'm not doing this. Then he walks out. He pulls a Sammy Guevara. Never coming back to impact. So who knows? But I, I, I didn't really. I left that interview liking him as a person a little bit more. But I still think I'm 100 percent justified in not thinking he's that good of a wrestler. But as you saw in this triple threat, you started to learn and see that he can work in this triple threat environment with two other guys who could do some flips to make his stuff look really good, to make him look like the powerhouse of the match. How big to is really he? Put because, him because he was even saying on, on Chris's show, he was even talking about how he his his mindset is X-Division championship. He wants to be X-Division champion. And I know that that was kayfabe because he knew he had a match coming up. But yes. it was still... It was odd. Like, I looked at him, and I said this last week. I said, Steve Macklin needs to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet. Just pull the trigger on that now if you think this guy's a main eventer. And they didn't do that. How big is Steve Cutler or Steve Macklin or Tommy Macklin to the point where, like, he's in his mind, his career, no, I'm just – I'm really just more of a – I'm really more of an X-Division champion. It says here 227 pounds. I mean, that's heavyweight. This guy should be I, – I, I didn't get that. I thought – he's, he's a lot bigger than he's putting on. And in this match, he did all right. And, and look, 
I'm not disagreeing with you that he's not a good worker. Like he's, you can be a hell of a hand. I have no problem with that. Sal Renaro is a hell of a hand, but I'm just saying there's a difference between when you watch a guy who you know is just when you watch like give it to Josh Alexander, where it's just you know this guy's a star, you know this guy's a good character, everything is working every moment you see him. Macklin maybe he is still learning. Maybe in a couple months I'm gonna I'll completely change my tune. Like I have with most of it of TNA by this point, I like when I started watching TNA, I hated Rich Swan, and I'm now Rich Swan's coming out and like he better fucking win. Like I've become the biggest Rich Swan mark. Like I remember when I got you to get back in Impact, you hated Sammy Callahan. <laughs> yeah, I hate. He was my least favorite wrestler, Sammy Callahan, and then he turned babyface, and suddenly I'm like, he better beat Kenny Omega. If he doesn't beat Kenny Omega, I'm never watching wrestling again. Like, he became my fit to the point where I was looking at TNA shop during the event. I almost bought a shirt. I was like, I'm going to get a Sammy Callahan shirt. He's my guy. Like, I was. Yes, yeah, since he was live tweeting, you were at least wanted to support him because he's still recovering. So we'll see. Go. We'll see. Some guys, it takes me forever to turn around on. Some guys, it happens pretty quickly. There's people like Rosemary, who I've been watching for six years. And I'm never going to give in on that. Uh, there's other people that, you know, Ty Valkyrie, she won me over. So there are people that it happens with. So, like I said, maybe in a couple of years, he figures this thing out, turns it around, and I will be a Steve Macklin fan. Right now, though, thank goodness Trey Miguel won that belt. That match was okay. I actually really enjoyed it. It was what I wanted to see. I thought it was the opener. So when I turned on the show and I saw that match first, it was the perfect opening match. Uh, had all the flippy spots like we're talking about. Had several false finishes where... Each guy I thought was going to win at one point. Yeah. And I even, like, even just hearing you talk about Macklin, I've, I was watching this match going, I bet Macklin wins because there's a bunch of people like Gino who love this guy, and he better win. And he didn't win, which I thought was cool. Uh, and, yeah, Trey Miguel totally deserved it. Alicia Atut's boyfriend. Again, like, my favorite other thing about this match that I thought was really good storytelling is that, again, Trey is a smart babyface. He's not just like a happy-go-lucky, like good baby face, because he had a cup on because he knew about that elephant ass was going to go for the low blow that he always goes for. Yep. But he knew it smarter. He knew better. Again, we don't always get like the smart baby face. We just get like the happy-go-lucky kind of guy sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we get Natalia. A good baby face. Yeah, so sometimes we get Natalia out there where she's just, hey, someone's on the apron. I better get distracted. Like, no, Trey Miguel knows what he's doing, and he's winning yes. stuff. And it, it, it's about time, by the way. It feels like. Out of everyone in TNA, he should have been the X Division champion a few times by now. Is he? He's never been X Division champ, right? I don't remember if he has ever won that. I think he was just like the tag teams with the yeah. Rascals. Yeah, he was in the Rascals, and and having him win this belt feels like an X Division guy, which I I appreciate. Macklin is not an X Division guy. Even Josh Alexander, when he won the belt, I wasn't really excited about that. I just I even looked at that going, why isn't he just going for the world title? Why are you going for the cruiserweight title? And now Macklin made it work, obviously. He had kick-ass matches with everybody, which is what Trey's going to do. But like Kevin said many years ago, what is an X-Division? And if X-Division just means good wrestling, shouldn't all your wrestling be that? And when I was watching Moose versus Rich Swan and, and Rich Swan versus – who were his – oh, Rich Swan versus Tommy Dreamer. Like I was watching these other matches for the main event that were Rich Swan versus whoever, and I thought it was terrible – and then you'd watch the show at the beginning, and it's Chris Bay versus Ace Austin versus um, like you throw Trey Miguel in there in like a triple threat match or a TJP. I'm watching right. these matches like, dude, this match, this X Division title is awesome. Like that's the one that you want to win. But it's for the it's for those guys. It's for 
It's for the smaller guys who are having these fast-paced matches. Not the Steve Macklins, not the Josh Alexanders, not the Drew McIntyres. But this was a good match. I, I, I think it ended pretty well. Enjoyed the whole thing. Meteora, bro. Yes, the Meteora is such a great finish. Great move. Who did he pin? Phantasma? Yeah, he pinned Phantasma. I think it was Phantasma, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then we move on to the next match, which would you, like, now, why why this, I guess it made sense later on, but Heath Slater, Rhino versus VBD, Joe Doring and Daner. Joe Doring well, was Well, just Heath and somebody. It could have been Rhino, but yeah. it might not have been. We didn't know. He said it was going to be Rhino, but again, Rhino did not come out at the beginning. It was just Heath two on one. And why do that tease if you're not going to, you're not going to do anything with that. Like, because with that, when Rhino didn't come out, my wrestling fan brain was thinking, okay, here we go. Here's one of the big moments. Here comes Braun. Here comes EC3. Here comes insert any wrestler who's been released over this year. Buddy Matthews. Somebody's coming out to team with Heath. What was I saying to you? And like, I was Justin Gabriel's going to come back. I was just thinking they've got to do something cool here. If Rhino doesn't show up. And Rhino showed up, no big deal. They won. Cool match. They but just... it was a big deal. It was the family. They're back, and it's good now. He's Uncle Rhino again. Why didn't he make that decision like back. 10 minutes before? Like, why did he wait until the match was already going? Just Because he needed to see that his friend needed him, that his family, he could finally help him. He didn't see it before because Heath was always, like, kind of on top or not really in a place of pain like he was during his entire match where Heath needs his friend, where he needed Rhino. And Rhino finally came out. He realized, I got to do this. I got to do this for his family, for his kids, it's for so my friend. It's so obvious that Heath needs Rhino. Dude, like, is Rhino really he didn't know until the oh, moment dude, in the match. Heath is he so over. He's so tough. He doesn't need me. Like, no, Rhino did not think that at all. He the th- Rhino was like, I don't know. I can't because, again, by, by design and their whole story they were doing. And he just didn't know. He didn't know if he could do it. Yeah, and but- Rhino finally got the courage to do it for his family. This was terrible. I like that you just end it with for his family. Like, it's no. all about the family. It's his family. No, it's yeah, it's family. I don't know. The story they told here was okay. Rhino's gonna sh- like, hey, we're gonna set it up like something might happen, and then Rhino just and comes out. Something did happen. So, Rhino. The thing that should have just happened from the beginning. I, you and me like good wrestling matches. I thought just throw Rhino out there from the beginning. Like this was this was. He was able. He did really well by himself. They actually did a good job building him to be like he could possibly do it. But then Von no. Bison just kept on having the numbers advantage. This is so this, Rhino had to come out. You're telling you you're talking about the main event of an episode of Impact, not Bound for Glory the biggest the biggest pay the former biggest pay-per-view of the year the second biggest wrestling event on this saturday night so this this part of the show i thought was on i mean i liked it i liked rhino coming in and helping him out and hitting the gore of course they had a pin deaner but yes. um whatever you couldn't hit the gore on doring <laughs> yeah, doring I, wouldn't do it he would sell well nobody's gonna pin doring ever it's yeah. uh, until him and ey have a breakup in 10 years uh, so the call your shot gauntlet. You were right. I was wrong. They had a yes. tw- they had a twenty person battle royal with for no reason. No, it was for a reason. <laughs> hey guys, Dude, anyone could have won. You were invited to this battle royal, but if you don't, th- why don't why, you should tease that then? Hey, if you don't win, or you know, if you're not in the final two, you might not even make it to bound. Like tease that. They didn't even do that. They just it hey, didn't have to. It could be anyone could have been it. We only knew three. They, they should have said that. They should they should have said that. I don't know why they didn't say that. Uh, but this was fun, and I think that this added to because it essentially was a Royal Rumble. I thought it was going to be like Battle Riot where there were pinfalls, 
So this was... no, but there is at the end. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, that's the only. Okay, I guess we're one on one pinfall only, which and... is great. That's what I do like about the. Yeah, and if you did, shot. if you did tell me, oh, we're gonna have Zack Ryder versus Moose, winner gets a title shot. That's not as fun. But if you tell me we're gonna have a twenty man over the top rope gauntlet, winner gets a shot within one year. That's a little more sexy. And if if the finals happens to be Cardona and Moose. I, we're on board now, and they have they had yes. a, a quick one on one match just between them two. Uh, this was a there were surprises in this though. There um, were some great surprises. Uh, there were some great ones. Uh, the Demon from WCW. Yes, he was Kiss there. Demon. Gene Simmons says Swinger always was just being proud and happy about it. It's Gene Simmons, and he got an autograph, and he gets thrown out because the Demon is a dick. But can I say this now? Remember when um, Rey Mysterio came out at number thirty? <laughs> yes. it's, it's the demon came out there was also yes, a real rumble where the hurricane came out and we didn't get to see daniel bryan in that one either so what we're we have 20 slots okay i'm just throwing this out yes. there 20 slots the demon was one of the slots gino okay yes like there's so many wrestlers in the world right now the yes. the actual pop of the kiss demon terrible gimmick coming out was that worth one of the spots of this match? That this man who retired in 2007 to come back in 2021, yes. Dale came back to be this moment in Las Vegas for this pop, for that moment with Johnny Swinger. Yes, I think it's worth This was worth Everyone it. was talking about the demon. Everyone was talking about the real demon. We have this wannabe fake demon Finn Balor, but then you have the demon. But yeah, I, I, I just thought... When there was no Braun Strowman, when there was no you get demon EC three, there was no demon. is Jake it was Drake Maverick an option like when <laughs> when there's there's so many guys that we kind of thought hey someone's gonna show up and make a big moment tonight and that person was Dale Torborg the demon that was very and Melina Melina was the other big one I thought. I, but we are. She's been around in Impact lately. To me, that wasn't very big. I, I just assumed that not I not that recent. I assumed she missed a TV taping. We just saw her at NWA in Power like a month ago, two months ago. So I, I don't know. I didn't like the the demon was a big one, but like to them that was a big one. But I'm thinking, where's Braun? I'm thinking, where's Buddy Matthews? Where's all these names that we were told at the baseball game? Again, we don't know. They could still show up. Again, we got. Anything happening? Because, again, I've not been reading results from this past tapings of what happened with Minoru Suzuki's yeah, I'm not, two I'm days not in each show. Yeah, I'm not reading yes. But we at least do know that at some point there is going to be Josh Alexander and Minoru Suzuki. That happened during those things, which I'm hyped I don't see. like. Why'd you tell me that? I don't even like to know that. Because they tweeted about it that that's going to happen on the tapings. Who so tweeted like, that's it? I don't, I don't read tweets. Impact. That was Impact's Twitter. I stopped reading tweets ever since they unblocked me. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to follow <laughs> don't you. Don't read their own Twitter. That I'm not they even going to watch you. you anymore. So, yeah, I don't you know. Should. It's going to be great. I didn't really like the demon, uh, the moment. I mean, it was a funny moment. But yes, it, with but, Swinger, too. But when there wasn't any other big names, I kind of felt like, ooh, you guys wasted a spot on that. Like, remember how upset you were that Hogan and Sting wrestled the match on a Bound for Glory? <laughs> yes. This, this was my Hogan Sting. I was like, this old relic from the past is taking up a spot on a pay-per-view it's the demon though. meanwhile the problem with the demon? meanwhile no tjp uh let me just throw that out there there was also no um no sue young that's one of your favorites she wasn't here there was there was a lot of people uh, left off of bfg 
And it just seems very strange that, uh, that hey, we're not going to have these people on here. Like, why, why give the demon a spot when I don't get to see TJP, when I don't get to see lots of people? There's tons of people. I can't even think of all the names. I need a list in front of me. You need a list of the entire roster just to see who all was not in. Yeah, this you is like you. This is like you. I would rather have. Demon. I need James Storm and uh, and Gunner one on one instead of Hogan. Like let, here, here's Black Taru. He wasn't in there, was he? No, he was not. But oh, like, I love Black Taru, and I got robbed. <laughs> you uh, got robbed of Black Taru for the Demon. Follow so Paul. No expect to come back. He wrestled earlier. Yes, he was in the six man. Jake something. Did he was he in it? No, he was not. Oh, he's my way. favorite. Why wasn't he in it? <laughs> you love Jake something. You took your meant to remember. I oh, love something. Jake something. My favorite. Caleb with the K wasn't in there. Uh well, that's because Massive Rain had the match too, so he was involved in trying to support her in that six. Says Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse. That's that played really late, but he's not wrong. Matthew Redwalt wasn't even in there, was he? No, he was not. But again, that's because the story again, if he showed because he would have showed up at the pay-per-view if he did, it would have been during the Diana match, but he was bad from ringside or they'd be suspended indefinitely. No way so, Jose wasn't there. Yes, no way. He who knows what no way is doing. He's somewhere. He might show up during the tapings. Again, we have two days of tapings that we have to set up for turning point. Shira wasn't there. Yes, a lot of people were not there, but what matters is we got Taylor a lot of Wilde good- wasn't there. This we had people like Melina there. We had people like Rachel Elring who could have won, but we got to see Moose TJP, and W. Morrissey. Uh, Tommy Dreamer wasn't there. Zicky was on the Tommy outside. Like I'm just I'm on their website and Suicide wasn't there. Like this this that's right because the other guy was in a match. Mercedes Martinez wasn't there. This is the she biggest. She has a number of tenders match already. Why would she want to get a second? Because she wants a world, she wants Impact World. The she man wants belt. to cover the world title. That's what she Tessa did. Why are you laughing? Tessa won that belt. That Hernandez. I'm like I don't think if I could see them getting her both belts. But why not even get her in the match? Is what I'm saying. Why have women in it at all? Uh, just have them in there and, and have a match. I don't know why every t- it always comes to this. Okay. It always comes to you not liking the women for some reason. I do like the women. I said Melina was a big surprise because she wasn't there for a while. You're you're telling me now you're okay that the demon showed up, that the kiss demon, W. He's only famous because of the Marky D video. Okay, so the only reason why he's coming back around. It's the and, only reason people know about Dale Torborg. Yes, that's all they know. That's is Marky D when he talked. When about was the it. last? No one else talked about the kiss. When was the, the last demon. time you even thought about it until Marky D brought it up? I thought about him recently, like before Balfour was like, it's Vegas. I remember Vegas had Kiss, 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 even WCW. What do you so mean like, Vegas hey. had Kiss? What does that mean? I was remember like when Kiss was like doing tours. I remember like a live show I saw of Kiss oh in God. Vegas. Yeah. Like, they had a Vegas like recording of it. That was like Kiss. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying like, we, I remember like the week before Balfour was like, they're going to in Vegas. You are such Vegas an apologist. Kiss. This is the most Kiss impact. Demon. You're such an impact apologist. I'll just remember when I last remembered Kiss Demon. Well, it was like, recent before Marky D. The Raw was in Houston and I was thinking like no, you, yes, no one does. I remember Kiss Demon. Kiss Demon's always Houston. what should be in people's minds from that time to time. To remember Kiss like, Demon was a thing. I was thinking like Houston, right? And then I'm like the Houston Rockets. And then I'm like Apollo 13. And then I'm like 
Apollo Crews. And then I'm like, Terry Crews. And then I'm like, Terry Taylor. And I'm like, Red Rooster. Red Rooster. And I'm like, Amazing Red. And I'm like, awesome Kong. Come on. Brother. What is happening here, Gino? Nobody. No, if you likes- go with that, like, here's like, if you trade a thought goes like that, you got to go get, crim- get amazing red than his brother, Crimson. Then that's where your mind has to Were they brothers? Co- I thought they were cousins. Oh, they were cousins. See, that's, see, they were family. They were family All together. With thicker, they blood were coming. Is, blood is thicker than wood, my friend. But this, okay. They are coming. He- that so the demon was there, big moment. The demon, Melina was there, big moment. Big moment. I like. Well, Melina, she's with the company. Or TNA. She's not been in TNA for a while. She, she was in TNA months ago. Was that TNA. was her last thing she, she did. She was on an episode of Impact last month. I don't know why you're acting like oh. Two months God. ago, I thought it was two months. I thought. I mean, probably early. Either way, Gail Kim was been on. Either way, recently. not that long. But she's still an Impact talent in my head. I don't know why we're not. To wrestle? At... Yes, it's a surprise. She just wrestled. She was in there for a while. Didn't she just wrestle Diana? That was a good match. You didn't like that match again i like the match but that was on nwa power yeah i know it counts as tna when, months ago. when tna's there it's all tna uh, it's okay. that was still months ago she did well in this battle royal which again had 20 people which we all we knew were three people were going to be in it so far at the beginning we knew about chris saving being number one we knew morrissey was number 20 and we knew moose was going to be somewhere in the mix yeah we didn't know when he was going to show up and we didn't know what he was going to do but the match 19, 19 people and the demon were in this match and moose got the big w it was him and matt cardona moose turned on morrissey which was shocking i really yes. was like whoa i did not see that coming because i picked morrissey you and i did our predictions last week and i picked w morrissey and he did not win so that was that was shocking to me because once once nobody came out like who was number 19 wasn't it moose it was or eddie edwards maybe i can't remember it who was it was, was uh was uh alicia alicia had kenny and kendra oh but i thought she was dead and then, yeah that's i thought i i didn't watch impact and see her recently so i assume she was dead yes. although she was at swingers palace when they were closing up shop yep and what's up with this duke guy in nxt is he just doing a swingers palace now what's happening here he's just a poker player gimmick now so he just says poker lines and makes it about poker that wrestling's poker and, yeah, but That's why? It. Why is uh, why is Cameron Grimes going to his poker lounge next week? Uh, because he wants to take Cameron Grimes' money. Yeah, but are they going to play poker, or is it like a wrestling thing? It's going to be poker, and he's going to try to like be a swindler and try to steal his money. What do you mean steal? Like have him like try to bet and then have the house win by cheating by knowing oh, where the okay, cards yeah. are. He was going to have Grimes. Hey, go all in. You could possibly win. And he does, and then he loses does money. He do is, is that what he does? Is that how he does this? Is he's gonna probably be like a swindler like that? Be like, because he's the dealer, so he's gonna make himself win. Yeah, but because he does win in the segments that we've seen of him, he it, only wins. Is it Texas Hold'em or is it like five? It's Texas seven? Hold'em. Well, yes. that's not. You're not playing against the dealer in that. You're playing against other people at the casino. So, so but he will be the dealer, which will also be a player. The house just kind of gets win. the house just gets tipped. I, I don't really think they make money, do they? I. He's going to make money. He's, it's going to be weird again. Maybe doesn't know poker all the time. They I don't know if you like, know poker. That's just hold him. He wins. Okay. That's, I'm no WWE poker. He's okay. just going to win. Okay. So the good. Take him, grabs his money. The next match I didn't really watch. I went in the living room to watch some baseball during this moment. The Good Brothers Finn Juice versus the Bullet Club. It was kind of a fun match from what I saw. It was an entertaining um, match. Finn. Uh, Juice Robinson kept on like talking the entire time, like be like, "You need to hold the tag rope. We're on the tag rope. Tag us in. You're yeah. not t- tagging anything. 
What are you doing? Well, and the match even ended with uh, Anderson, who was not holding the tag rope. He wasn't even on the apron. Yes. So. He was just there. He slightly tagged. So it was a Robinson. cool. It was a nice ending. It, you know. So for those who didn't see it, uh, Carl Anderson, Finn Juice was on, or Juice Robinson's on the top rope. He's going to hit a splash. And Anderson, after the big superplex by David Finley for their big, what's it? What's that tag? Nobody cares. Hold it's on. Just let me do. Finish. Let me do my thing. What is this? Okay. Gee, okay. what are you, Duke Hudson over here? So, uh, Finn, Juice Robinson's going for a splash, and we have Anderson on the outside, and he kind of sneakily gets up and just touches the boot, and they even show the replay. He doesn't even tag really hard. He just gets his hand on the boot. So the referee goes, because you know how all the referees got to do that when there's a tag. And Juice didn't – he didn't even catch that. He didn't see the referee go, and so he's like in the he, – he goes for the cover, and the ref's like, not you, you're not legal. And then Anderson chucks him out of the ring and gets the big W. And then they, they they ran away like a pair of scalded dogs, even though they won the match. And I you, I don't know if your gooses were geese, but when they were like cowering backwards towards the stage, didn't you think we were about to hear some sort of like music? I did. I was hoping these whether it be Bullet Club or G G O D's actually, but I was hoping just that tease, a little tease, not showing them just that, but no. We didn't get that, but we get instead after they're them running away, winning the titles, retaining their championship. Just as talented white kids. Thank you so much. That's an on fire spell. I appreciate that, Macho Punk. Yes, but again, instead of that, instead of us showing like God, we instead get to see that Minoru Suzuki is gonna be in Impact coming soon, which is gonna be the tapings that just happened Monday today. Yeah, but either or that. Whatever that means, Gino, I was still upset that we didn't get any. This Again, this is probably just the mind of a wrestling fan and speculation. Yes. But I kept waiting for these big moments, and they just weren't happening. Like, can you imagine paying for this? Did you pay for this? I did pay oh for it. Oh, my gosh. Because you know, you gave plasma. need to say that we paid for this. You gave all uh, your we plasma did, money? We do not condone the idea of uh, streaming this illegally. We found ways of watching this legally yes well so I, had, I did pay for this i had 40 fight coupons or fight points so i just used them all on this one event but i just can't imagine giving your 40 bucks and you're waiting for these huge moments and they, the show was huge itself it was the biggest moment the entire show the itself whole was show the was moment. the biggest moment okay i mean let's go that's the encompassing huge moment so that after, you were waiting for so after we had the triple threat match with the good brothers uh, the the next match was, in my opinion, the match of the night. The, ma- the by far the match of the night. I'm saying that now. Like this match was so good, and I I feel like I said that a lot about Deanna Parazzo, and I know that as as cisgendered white men, when we watch women's wrestling, we still have a tendency to go, "Well, she's not the hottest chick in the world, right?" And I, you know, I get that. I get that mindset. You know, uh, Rizzo and people want to call me out for for liking Deanna. And this match was great, Gino. And I know that you hate Mickey James, but this was such a good match. By the end of it, did you understand that Mickey James had to win? I didn't because I was not sure if we were going to, like, why we would get Mercedes and Mickey because they've wrestled before. I was like, we're going to get something new. We're going to get Deanna and Mercedes. But we didn't, which I was like, okay, that was a surprise to me. That was actually a shock. I was like, Mickey, what? So we're going to get more people who loved NWA and old WWE to watch this show. And hopefully that's going to help the viewer base for an impact where we're going to see Mercedes Martinez wrestle Mickey James. 
instead of Mercedes Mickey versus James Deanna, which would impact, be probably a bigger match. Mickey James is an impact Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know why you're pretending that she's d- like WWE only. Did she actually win? Did she get inducted in the Hall of Fame? No, but you don't think she is? <laughs> She will eventually be, but we since since we bring up the Impact Hall of Fame, we did have a Hall of Fame induction on the pre-show. No, hold on, settle down, Gino. Well. Hold on, you're you're being insane again. You like you yes. you bash Mickey James like oddly, like you not bash. You don't think that she's one of the most important women's wrestlers ever? Like, can you imagine? He's one of them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Not, but people give her like in a sense a little too much credit. Oh, she's great. Oh my god. She is amazing. She did a lot for women's rest. She did. But say that this is 2021 and we have this woman who did do a lot for the past to now to the present and that we're giving her the title, which is fine. I'm completely did fine with watch it. watch the match? But have Mercedes Martin. Yes, I watched the match. Deanna's the reason why it was the better match. And by the, the way, I think Mercedes is older than Mickey James. She so, is. So and that's why she's wrestled for a while. That's why she deserves a match with someone young like Diana instead of having the two older women no, wrestle. No, but Mer- it's going to be a great match still. Yeah. Two. I I don't understand where this comes from. Like some people you give, like Jerry Lynn. I think I said this last time. Mickey James is more important to wrestling than Jerry Lynn is. Like I just, I and, don't, you just don't like Mickey James. I, I Like I'm sitting here. It's not that I don't like her. I'm realizing now she might be the best wrestler ever. All right. That's a, like you're making, ever. you're making me defend her to the point where I'm like, how? How does this guy not like Mickey James? She's like that that when she went to TNA and said, "No, screw WWE. I want to go wrestle." That's huge. She was doing backstage stuff with John Cena. Like, who cares about this? She goes to she becomes hardcore country, has kick-ass matches with everybody she's in the ring with. And I, I just don't understand where this comes from where you're like, "Well, they just want to get old WWE fans to watch this show." It's like, "No." Well, now they do. It's Back like, then Mick- they didn't. Again, I'm not saying from before when Mickey was no, I'm Amazing. saying right now, this moment that we just saw isn't about WWE fans. It's about one of the greatest women's wrestlers ever putting on one of the greatest matches ever against one of the greatest other women's wrestlers ever. Why not have Mickey James win this one and have Deanna win one later? Like, why did it, why in your head does it, oh, well, I guess they want to have WWE fans watch? Like, what does that mean? Well, she hasn't again, been on WWE me, TV in like t- since 2018. Again, to me, Deanna should have retained to continue this reign to fully break the record of the longest reign. Because I don't think she did beat Taya's reign. That's the issue. Like Taya is still, I think, the longest reign knockout champion right now. So, so in your head, the only way to legitimize a champion is for them to beat the last champion's record. Like Taya's to- record was awesome, and it was a fun time in TNA where she was having kick-ass matches with every female. And it, it's not like I watch wrestling and I'm like, oh well. Geez, Drew didn't beat CM Punk, so it wasn't a legit title reign. Like, I've never done that. I mean, I, again, it's just because, like, I do see Deanna as a person who also should be a Hall of Fame. She is. She's, She's young right now. She's still young, and she should be in this ring. And that's why I do think she should have big moments like that, that she does hold the title the longest, which, again, I don't think she okay. has yet. Is that a big moment, tired. though, to just hold the belt for a year because you don't really have a lot of talent to work with? Like I think that her losing to Mickey James in a in a great match, her beating Melina in a great match. Like I've seen her have some of the greatest matches. Like she surprises me because when I did see her in NXT, I kind of thought they're really trying with this Italian chick, but I don't know what they're going to do with her. And then when she left and went to Impact and had that match with Jordan Grace, I was shocked. I was like, "How did they miss the boat on this chick?" And she's just been a great wrestler ever since leaving WWE. Much like Mickey James, 
So I, I don't know. I think that she's doing a great job. I don't think that this is going to tarnish her, her legacy at all. And that's what I do just hope is that it doesn't mess up with her push and she doesn't just get pushed in the back just because, oh, we have Mercedes next for Mickey. Then they're going to be like, oh, we got to do something else next because Mercedes is probably going to win the belt. I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't agree with I mean, we'll, we'll you see. think Mickey's going to beat Mercedes. I like Mickey James. Mickey James is a lot more important to wrestling than Mercedes. I know Mercedes wrestled in bars longer, but let's not pretend that she's a bigger name in wrestling history than Mickey. And also, Mickey's a better wrestler. I'm saying that now. I've watched more Mickey James matches. I've watched some good Mercedes matches. I also watched her get kicked in the head and almost die. So I, I think that if they have this match, which I don't really know. We've got to see some buildup. We don't know what the story is. Maybe Mickey is just trans, a transitional champion. I think Mickey and Deanna are having more matches, though. Let me make that clear. I think we're going to get some NWA matches. We're going to get some Dynamite matches, okay? <laughs> like, don't worry, you know this, this feud is not over. And if anything, I'm glad that TNA will now have to do something with Deanna if she's not going to be in the title picture. Maybe bring some of these women and make them do some other things. Like, the reason they brought these knockouts tag titles back was to – Hey, we have so many good female wrestlers. Like you and I were arguing against people that their women's division was the best. We thought it was better than AEW's. We thought it was better yep. than WWE's. True. They, they lost Kiera Hogan though, so now I think and Nevea. So I'm changing my tune <laughs> on that. Um, but like, but just, they instead now have the inspiration to take their place. Yeah, exactly. The improvement. Have, so, but we still need we we need something for look Rosemary Havoc, Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans. There's so many other women on here that we can even Taylor Wilde hasn't really done much since coming back to impact. So we have a lot of puzzle pieces now. And if you're freeing up Tiana as champion, you can make more interesting women's storylines because like I said, like, there were there like Undertaker didn't always need to be champion in the mid two thousands, right? Because he could have a feud with anybody and it was a main it was a main event feud because it's just the Undertaker. Tiana could be our Undertaker right now, Gino. Any feud she's in, biggest thing ever. Again, that's true, and that's why like Impact's women's division is probably still one of the best, if not the best currently, because they actually are being used properly. And having like the champions mean something instead of, okay, we're going to have this women's champion, now we bring in a new title to try to help the women, but it's going to just make it not as special or as important. AEW is interesting, but what matters <laughs> right now with the Impact. Who do you like more, we... Mickey James or Diamante? Mickey. Okay, you're just saying that so I don't yell at you. You're no, see, Diamante is good, but yeah, Mickey's bad. Mickey is, I'm saying it now, top five. If you make a Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers, she's on it. She's, she's one of the best. So for her to win, and the fact that she had a, a really good match that I did not expect, I thought it would be good. I was probably in the same mindset as you, like, it'll be fine. They tore the roof down. I thought this place was, or this place, I thought this match was awesome, and and it, it, it did that strange thing that some like just watching a pay-per-view at home could do sometimes after that match, the main event was about to happen. And I was like trying to get refired up for the main event, but I was just like, Oh man, the women kind of tore it down. If anything, they should have put that tag title match in between these two because that, that women's match was the main event. Yeah, it really was. But also since we are talking about Mickey, apparently again, I, I sadly don't watch NW as much as I should, but apparently she had a match tonight or this coming week for power with her and uh, Kira Hogan. 
Oh, one on one. Oh, one on one. See, like I, she's still having good matches. Like I'm interested to see that. I'll watch that somehow. Uh, Camille's yeah. obviously still the the top dog over there, right? I believe she's still a champion. Yeah, yeah. I think she has a match too for this uh, NWA Empower. I think it's called. They still call this special episode with these two big women's matches. Yeah, and and look, that that's that's one of the benefits right now of Deanna not having the belt is she can go. You notice how women's wrestling isn't like men's wrestling. You know. The main event is going to be Rock versus Kurt Angle. It's like, well, what's Undertaker going to do? What's Kane going to do? What's Jericho going to do? We got to make sure they're all on this pay per view anyway. With the women's wrestle, with women's wrestling and tag team wrestling, it's oh, you're not fighting for the title. Okay, you're not on TV. So she could change that. She could have feuds with people and cut promos, and we can set up a couple of Brie Bella's versus Stephanie McMahon's with Deanna Perazzo. So I'm excited for that. Gino. I think it's going to be fine. And then big announcement. January 8th, 2022, Dallas, Texas. That's where I live, Gino. Hard to Kill is coming to Dallas, baby. I'm going, Gino. I already bought my tickets. I got my Sammy Callahan shirt. I'm ready. Like, Who's going to be champion when I'm there, though? Who knows? Anything could happen still. We still got a couple months that we could see title changes. Mercedes Martinez could win that women's knockout title if that match does not happen. If that match happens before, hard to kill. We have a whole bunch of opportunities for different matches for the titles to change, but I don't think the current Impact Champion is going to change anytime soon because no. we need to discuss that in a moment when we do get to the main event. So what do you think of this? So this crowd was kind of 50-50, which was a little shocking to me. I think a lot of wrestling fans, like, you know, they identified with what I was saying. Like, why are we making Josh Alexander vanilla good guy? What is this? Why are we showing pictures of his kids? Like, what is happening here? Like, why is that the storyline we're going for rather than... Like, you understood the point of it after the show, which I love. Exactly. Great. Yes. So making him they vanilla... did an amazing well, job. honestly, it kind of made him a little heel. I, I don't know. Like, we'll see where this goes going forward. Yes. But uh, this match was was pretty good. It wasn't like amazing and i love christian and i love josh alexander i think they they had the disservice of going after mickey james and diana which i thought was awesome uh and this match kind of just felt like i knew it was the main event but we were still waiting or at least i was i was waiting for something to put this event over the top remember all out when the main event was kenny versus christian and we were kind of thinking all right that's a this is the main event, I guess. And we're like looking around, like, is something else going to happen? Or is this? It just... was a good match. That's it was the bad match. Kenny and uh, Christian. We no, talked about that. No, it was a good that match. That finish was also really sick. But, but much like this pay-per-view, much like the similarities between all out and bound for glory were, there were so many rumors around people showing up. So many rumors about debuts. So many rumors about, you know, just big moments. We knew we were going to get Adam Cole or Brian Danielson. We like knew we were going to get one of those. We even thought we were going to get somebody else. I can't even remember. So that was the same thing here. I thought we were going to get Braun Strowman. I thought we were going to get Buddy Matthews. I thought we were going to get some big reveal. Now, the ending of the show was fantastic. I can't say it wasn't. But I think this match maybe suffered a little bit from that, where I was kind of, what's the big thing after this match? What's going to make Bound for Glory the most talked about show ever? And... This match was good. Josh Alexander kind of got the win out of nowhere, right? With like just the tap out, right? I mean, you think that it was a great way he did it because again, he had the ankle lock and he knew that Chris was going to try to like crawl to the rope, so he put his foot 
right down on his head, so he was stuck, and Chris just had to tap. How has that never been done before? Like, it just because people always have the ankle lock in like a weird position where like angle is like on one knee sometimes, or like catch yeah. on both knees forcing it. So Josh Uggler just elevates himself so he can just stomp his foot down on the hand. Yeah, no one else does it like Josh Uggler. Yeah, Gino explained it pretty well. Yeah, he just he has the ankle like on his chin. And he's standing like straight up. Like he doesn't really get any low. Yeah. He doesn't do like the center of gravity thing at all. He's just holding you to where it's your chin is the only thing on the mat. And yeah, Christian's like reaching for the ropes and Josh just stomped on his hand and held it on the ground. So he had like this awesome like Christian couldn't move. <clears throat> so he yeah. just tapped out, which was a cool ending. It was kind of just it seemed a little fast. I don't know how long this match was. I don't have a I like have... they probably need to kind of go for time because we need to have this big moment because we had Josh Alexander finally doing what he wanted. He became the champion, the face of impact. His wife and his child, one of his children, because the other one sadly had to still be at home, but <laughs> they were there in the ring celebrating Josh Alexander's big moment, being champion. Matt Stryker crying on the microphone explaining oh, I didn't even, how big I, of a moment this was. I didn't even bring how up. How important this was I didn't for even this bring family. Up. I, I didn't, for the family. You always love for talking about people's family. families. Rhino's family needed this. So with uh, with this, with Josh, what's his name? Matt Stryker, by the way, did his best to ruin the show. He convinced <laughs> me he is the worst announcer of all time. Now I'm singing the praises of the show. I'm giving it. I'm giving it yes. an A. I think this entire event deserves an A grade. If I'm doing like you know, if I'm giving it a letter, it's an A. It's not an A plus. It's not an A minus. It is a solid A. But Good. Matt Stryker sucks. Matt, like if I was grading it on the commentary, it would be a C minus. Like it just no, it would be B. He, Give it up for Dilo, who did the good job. The match started crying on command as well as he did for that moment, for this moment of Josh Alexander and his family. No, he fake cried, and we all knew it. He, him during the women's great. match was terrible. He might be one of the worst. And like this, he like I I think I even told you I had to lower the volume during the women's match because I just I was watching this awesome story be, being told between these two in ring athletes, and then I got this guy on the outside. You know, when the old gun returns to the saloon, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This guy sucks. He's explaining it, the story to you that you already knew it was being told. He yeah. knew what he was no, doing. I'm, he was doing the right thing. I'm watching two two badass chicks wrestle, and he's over here trying to tell me about saloons. Like, no, okay, get out of here, Josh. Because she is. Mickey James is back in the saloon that she once was Stop defending Matt Stryker. I was even messaging Nathan during this part. It was so funny because you were like, he's not the worst announcer. And I just thought, oh, does that make it okay? Like, I was just like, it's, yes. he's terrible. Josh he's Matthews is way better. And even Nathan was like, Josh Matthews sucks too. And I just thought, well, no, at least Josh, Josh Matthews is just a diet version of Michael Cole. And I'd rather listen to a Michael Cole than a Matt Stryker at that point. You know, when you have a corner kick, sometimes you think that's the advantage of the kicker. But a lot of times the defense can make it swing in their direction, D'Lo. It's like, get out of here. Who's this guy? He's great. He's See, there's something great. bad about that. What are you talking about? That's good. He's explaining how sometimes the move the person has the advantage they think they He's do, great. But they really don't. I grew up listening to Jim Ross, and now I got to listen to Matt Stryker <laughs> walk me through a soccer match while I'm watching two women wrestle. Like, I never, like, like even JR with his taking her to Woodshed, at least it was consistent. Like, everything he said was every week You he played the hits for you. Matt Stryker's so afraid of playing the hits, he's getting so niche 
that he's he's quoting Humphrey Bogart during. Who the better than Spliff says? I wonder, could he have kept the Russian down? Yeah, could he have kept the Russian down? Do you think so? Who knows? We will figure this. We'll find out next time they do have a match. So that was so. Yeah, Matt Striker. Matt Striker did his best to ruin this event, but he didn't. He I, I kept his volume yes. down. Uh, match was great. He was good on commentary. Delo's great on commentary. Like Delo, I like Delo. Okay, now Delo, he he suffers from Matt Striker, where <laughs> Matt Striker will say something ridiculous, and Delo has to go. You're absolutely right, Matt. I'm like, dude, just no. And then he not. goes on to his call part, him out. Like, we need JBL. We need JBL on this commentary. The hell are you talking about over there, Matt? Like, that's a weenie. We need some guy to just really rip it. Like, we need a feud going between our commentators. We need we need a survivor. We need an Unforgiven 2003 Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler versus Al Snow and Coachman match, okay? That's what we need from these guys. But either way, Gino, Moose, who won the Call Your Shot gauntlet, he surprised the world. What a moment. I thought this was so cool. For him to pin Josh Alexander, like in front of his kids, even the spear. Yes, the was spear was right close. in front of his child and wife. It was right there it because he so didn't close. care. He just did not give a shit. He wanted to win this title that he kept on getting screwed over for years since that loser Eli it Drake felt like stole his. We got it, Gino. Gino, it. we got it. All right. I don't know where these monologues yes. are coming from. We got it. We know, okay? We know. We don't need to bring up Eli Drake when we're talking about Bound for Glory 2021. We do, because I remember that briefcase. But but for those who didn't see it, it really was like his son was right there. It really looked like this wasn't supposed to happen, which was such a cool moment because the headgear was off. Everything was just not at all this was supposed to happen, and then it did. And I will point out, they're on my screen right now. They look like a good tag team, don't they? They both got red and gold. Like they look like they, they were attacked with the with Ethan Page for one night. There were three of them. Oh, uh, well, that's the North and Moose. That's not that's not <laughs> that Al- is Josh Alexander, Josh Alexander and, and Moose, and Ethan Page. So this was a really good way to end the show. Moose, we I've been complaining. How is he not the face of Impact Wrestling? How have they not just crowned this guy already? Him versus Kenny Omega was the perfect. This is the crowning moment. Do you think it was Tony Khan who kiboshed that? Yes. Now Joe Tony Khan probably did not want Kenny Omega to lose to somebody off of his show. If he wanted to be on yeah. his show, it was the first time that was Christian on Rampage. Yeah. So I think Tony Khan was like, no, you can't have him, my champion, lose on your show. He has to be on my show. Yes, I, that has to be exactly what happened because uh, we saw their match. What, what event was that? Was that No Surrender or something? That was, uh, was it Slammiversary? No, Severus was uh, Sammy, which was before Severus. That was one of the best matches I've ever seen. So don't forget, don't forget. Yeah, so Sammy it was before Severus. That was Severs. the match. That's the match, Gino, where I decided Sammy Callahan's the best wrestler in Impact. Like that's that was yes. it. I still haven't Came come around Kenny. on Eddie Edwards. So don't you, you're like there's still some guys that have not done it yet. Okay, a lot of guys and have. Maybe won if the we over. bring back Sammy versus Eddie, that's gonna turn you around. We have those to wrestle each other again in the feud that should never end. The only way to make me like Eddie again is if he gets Davey back, and then also if he gets back in shape. What happened? Why did Eddie get so big? Again, I blame Alicia feeding too much good food. He just looks he terrible, just and he wrestles in a shirt it now. It's just that's he looks like me out there. It's like I'm not a wrestler. So this all in all, amazing pay per view. I enjoyed it. I know that you loved it way more than I did. I bet. Yes, but what, I did. Even though your least favorite wrestler won the Knockouts title. What but you... my most favorite wrestler finally won the world title. Which one? Moose. Moose finally is your won. most favorite. Okay. 
again, I for years, again, since his debut, again, him being screwed over multiple times when he was almost in that world title picture, <laughs> and now to finally be in the world championship match. Do you remember and be how, the champion? Do you remember how upset I was when he lost to, to Rich Swan? Yes, and I remember. You were, and you were okay with it. You were like, what a great match. Moose was worn it out. It was a great match, but again, Moose was screwed from there. Again, Moose been screwed for years. Again, I brought up Eli Drake for Reese because I remember that briefcase shit. And Eli Drake shouldn't have been in that championship, but he stole it from Moose. That piece. Eli yeah. Drake, I remember I hated him, but he was great now, like looking back. But again, Ethan paid. Ethan, the Eli Drake is a piece of shit back then. So, I hated it. So Awesome Kong was put into the Hall of Fame like before the show, right? That was weird. Yes, it was. It's on the YouTube. Yes, the entire induction ceremony of Gail Kim inducting her, then her big moment with so, the re knockout. And I think even Ch- uh, Cheerleader Melissa was there too. Halloween Havoc was tonight, Gino. Let's let's yes, move to the was. present. Saturday night was Bound for Glory. It was a really good show. Monday night was Raw. I have not finished it yet. I know there was a a, a ladder match between all the SmackDown guys that are on Raw now, um, which I thought that was kind of stupid, wasn't it? Like, what? Just be like all these champion contenders, especially Rey Mysterio, finally getting his opportunity after years to be in the world championship match. Well, I was okay with Rey. I was upset with the triple threat tag match. I'm like, when I saw Gable and Otis and the Street Profits in the same ring again, I thought I was at, uh, what was that place called? Uh, Rolling Loud or whatever that thing was. And I just was like, why is this still happening? How like, can we progress this stuff just because they're on Raw now doesn't mean I haven't watched these three teams wrestle each other for the last year. Uh, so I, I thought I thought that was stupid. I guess it was like the theme. Oh, look at our new talent. But if you watch the pro, I, I say this a lot about WWE. They keep punishing me for being a loyal viewer where, hey, did you not? Did you miss Raw last week? No, I saw it. Well, here's what you missed. Oh, like, I know I watched it. I saw Bad Bunny get his car beat up. I saw that. You don't need to keep showing me on 205 Live and Main Event and SmackDown. I saw it the first time. So I felt like that a lot with this Raw where, oh, my gosh, I get it. SmackDown had guys on it. I watched both shows. So Gino. But here's the thing that there was a match that was not just them showcasing SmackDown. That was my boy, your boy, Dijak versus Punishment Martinez. We got the great Damien Priest finally having a new character change where he now is like a demon is Damien and he's also a priest he's also good in heart but still is evil in nature and then having him snap into it because of Dijak throwing a chair at him I don't I didn't see that yet so is that oh, yeah, I thought it was before the triple that uh, maybe oh yeah, maybe just, it got hulud maybe it got hulud that would suck because that wow. was actually a good moment so wait. Damien has a new theme and everything the, the, why? Why'd they get rid of his theme? His theme's awesome. It's a new character now. Oh, he's no longer this rock star. He's a demon and he's like a priest. What's wrong with Dijak then? How can we didn't get him a new character? What, can we I just... don't know. He's just T-Bar, but he has a new version of the... Re- he's a remix version of the... Can uh, we give him Damien's old gimmick? Can he just be a rock star? Be cool. who, can he just be the archer of infamy and he just goes like that constantly? That'd be a lot of fun. He is, he is actually growing his hair back too, which is good. So Dijak is slowly... I did again. see the hair. Yeah, I mean, he's been trying to get that hair back for a while. He needs and now to go five to, days. Yeah. Like you don't have to be bald. You can have hair again. He can go to hims. Yeah, forhims.com slash weedies. Use the promo code, and you'll get ten percent off. And I don't know why he's like. Yeah, he needs some help. But either way, I thought this would be 
Did Mace get a new gimmick? I know he was supposed to be on SmackDown. We're going to see him on SmackDown Friday. Hopefully Hopefully he will get a spot and have a match and people will get to see Mace, my boy, Dio, having a match. We need to bring back Velocity, I'm telling you. like That was (laughs) such a huge thing for... And and I know we're in the world of uh, AEW Dark. Why doesn't WWE have one of those? Like All the things that they've done, why don't they just have a Saturday five-hour marathon taping at the performance center, trying out new talent, trying out new gimmicks, just putting all this shit on YouTube or on Peacock. It's it's Peacocktober. This is a perfect time for a new show. Why is that not happening? What like I think a velocity would be so beneficial. That's where that's the first place I saw Paul London, Orlando Jordan. Like there were so many guys that were on there trying to figure out how to wrestle before getting onto the main show. And I know that's what NXT was supposed to be for, but it's clearly not that. Like, you could still do NXT Dark, right? Yeah, I mean, they couldn't. That's kind of what 205 Live and Main Event is. is NXT or, like, the dark shows of their main events. But very rarely do we actually get to see actual, like, new talent of theirs. We just see the guys we know on NXT. Yeah, well, and my favorite most recent episodes of Main Event were the ones where it's like, hey, Karrion Cross and Keith Lee were both on there. You have to go watch. Hey, Jinder Mahal just had a return. You have to go watch. So they were trying to put things on main event to make me think this is important. But when I have to fast forward through 30 minutes of recaps, that's when I just, that's when I lose my mind. I don't know how many more times I could say that, but none of that has to do with Halloween havoc. Now I have not watched a ton of NXT since uh, 2.0 was launched. I've probably watched two episodes in total. And I got to be honest, I was a little misled when this show started. Vic Joseph told me, that this match would be brought to me uh, commercial free, right? The the it ladder was match for me at least. No, it was. I I misheard him. I thought he said Halloween Havoc <laughs> is commercial free. So I like, whoa, we got to get this on the TV. They're doing like a pay per view on television. This is crazy. And then I saw uh, the guy from the office get on the screen and tell me that the new ten dollar tastemaker from Pizza Hut has made him a pineapple guy. So Gino, there were... everyone should be a pineapple person. Pizza with pineapple you. is great. Yeah, I like it. It's I'm not against it. Some people are. It's one of those interesting topics where people are so steadfast against it. It's sacrilege. You don't do that. But I don't know. It's fine. I've I've had pizza with all kinds of interesting toppings on there. So I don't I don't limit myself to the to the norm. All right, pepperonis are good, but I like pepperoni pineapple. I'll throw that out there. Get the double peas going. So, yeah, I'm a big fan, Gino, and I know you are, too. And I know uh, – what what's your thoughts on pumpkin spice? Now, here's – coffee is good with pumpkin spice, but I don't, like, have it on, like, everything. It's just coffee, whether it be frozen, whether it be iced or hot. That's the only time I actually do, like, just pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah, well, I got this creamer, and it's fucking great. It's pumpkin nice. spice, and my wife got it. It's, like, Tom Thumb brand, and it's so good. Now, Halloween Havoc debuted or aired tonight. It was not commercial free, like Vic Joseph kind of accidentally. That's the first match. Vic Joseph told me he specifically said the opening match. He said Chucky and USA Network present commercial free Halloween Havoc, and I thought this is huge. I'm so excited for this. Now, this was a scareway to hell ladder match, Gino. Okay, you know what that means. It's a ladder match. It's a ladder match. Thank you. I love the I love the title though. A scare way to hell. Yes. I, I re- they went really heavy into the Halloween theme, which I hated about WCW. I love it about P- 
great splatter at NXT. It's my favorite thing. So Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, Toxic Attraction. Can Gino, roll tide, right? Oh my goodness. I don't watch NXT, but this was the most roll tide match ever. I mean, I would agree that the women in this match were attractive, were great, especially great workers, especially EO and Zoe Stark did the best they could to make this match amazing because no. EO has never had a bad women's match. No, they weren't. Well, EO took the best spot. She did that front, yes, she front did. flip on a ladder. That was amazing. And but, then there was sadly a botch that Zoe made, but because she was trying to make sure she landed safely. Yeah, what was that? The Either way. But, splash. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. She went for like a 450 and landed on her feet, right? Like, yes, because she, she wanted to be safe so like she didn't have enough rotation to jump, which sucks. Yeah. But yeah. it could have been greater if she it's it's wrestling. Just go for it, Zoe. Yes. The best spot, though, I in my opinion, wasn't involving any of these chicks, bro. There was a couple spots. Okay, when I think it was Gigi ate that power bomb onto the ladder in the corner. Yeah. Oh my good! I th- that's when my wife said, "Okay, go watch this somewhere else." Because I went, I let out the, I just went. I made one of those sounds because it looked so bad. I thought Gigi Dolan died. Okay. That was terrible. And then that one was bad, but like the EO ones, what made me worry, like, is she dead? No, I knew she was fine. Cause I know EO can take a bump. I don't know. Gigi could do that. Like, so like I, if, if, if Jeff Hardy takes a crazy bump, I'm like, Oh, he's fine. But if, you know, if, uh, if Josh Matthews takes a bump like that, I'm like, Oh my God, good God Almighty, that killed him. Like, that's all what I'm thinking. If anybody takes a suplex and they haven't wrestled before when Mark Cuban took an RKO at survivor series. Oh three. I thought Mark Cuban just died on pay-per-view. So, but if, you know, if triple H takes an RKO, I'm like, he's going to kick out on two. So Gigi Dolan takes that bump. JC Jane took a big bump off a ladder. This was awesome. Indy Harwell did a springboard onto a ladder. Uh, I yeah. left this match a big fan of all six of these women. I was only a fan of three of them going into it. So 50% of this match, I like 50% of the women, I was like, I know these chicks. These are great wrestlers. Then the other 50% won me over, Gino. And the Toxic Attraction, new tag champs. What are your thoughts? Again, I think it's good for what they're going for, and I it made more obvious their plan for later in the night what they were doing. So... It was fine for me because I wanted to change things up with NXT, but then more changes had to happen as well, which I'm proud of. I don't always assume that because, like, I honestly, I thought they them winning the belts, I was like, oh, I wonder what shenanigans are going to happen for Mandy to not win the belt. Because it could have just, it could easily be, hey, they have their belts, now I can just focus on you, and I'm going to get you. Because even the story was like, just stick with me, and I'll get you gold. And she got them gold, but that could still mean... Where's my fucking gold? Like, Mandy could have won her whole career never winning a belt. Like, that's kind of what was in my head. When they showed her, like, her entrance with the wings and everything, I kind of thought, you know what? She might not even win this stupid match. So, But we're not even there yet, Gino. Don't, yeah, we're not there. We got to talk about that. Don't fast soon. forward, okay? Before we get there, do we need to talk about this Carmelo stuff? This was Yes, we have to talk about the haunted house. Can you do we can do it all in one I, if we want. I need you to make me a promise. Yes. You do not send me any clips of this tomorrow night, all right? You do not send me and Kevin <laughs> any clips of this nonsense oh Carmelo Hell- Hayes stuff and Trick Daddy hanging out at Loomis's house. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Randy Orton's gorgeous body on our screen, Gino. So this was fun. It was fun. I, I like. I did not like it. Okay, let me say that. It was just long. Okay, it was just the whole show had this reoccurring Dexter Loomis's creepy house. Carmelo wants to get his belt back. 
There were NXT zombies involved. So, yes, it was fun, but I don't want to watch it again. I'll, I'll save it I for may... Friday, Gino. <laughs> I'll think about Friday. Friday might be a better time to talk about it. Who knows how good that. or bad SmackDown will be. Oh, you know what? Maybe send that because that way I don't need to hear Renee Paquette podcast. So <laughs> I guess if you're making me pick my poison like Diamond Mind, I oh, get, the diamond might pick your place. I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll have to go with NXT Johnny Gargano stuff over Renee Paquette laughing at shitty people she's interviewing. So, but now since we brought this up, though, we did skip over the NXT host Grayson Waller stealing it from LA Knight. Oh, he was on there beforehand, like saying we got to look forward to this show. What was that You're about? Your favorite Grayson? Yeah, I love Grayson Waller. I think he came out and crushed it again. I'm not sure if he's a heel or a face. Because there were moments where he was saying things like a heel, and then when LA Knight came out, I was like, "No, Grayson's the face." I have no but idea. But Grayson's the, face. the heel because Grayson stole the spot because LA Knight beat him fair. It's we're in a singles match to be the host. I thought LA Knight was the heel though, so I <laughs> so I legit I thought LA Knight no showed or something. I don't know. I just oh, whatever. Grayson Waller, my favorites out here. This is great. So, and but, then you got to hear later since well, we'll at least do this like we'll jump this together because it's all just two bits really with him, and then we can talk about the Halloween party after. But again, we have him then in the ring saying that oh he's still the host. La Knight's not here still, but La Knight then showed up because something happened to him. But then Grace Waller said he had car trouble, and La Knight did not say anything about car trouble. So Grace and Waller is the dick who's ruining La Knight's career today in NXT just like how. Ellie and I tried to ruin Moose's career in Impact those years back with the briefcase. It was, Four kids are just as bright and just as talented as kids. Randy Orton's beautiful body is on our screens right now for those listening on the podcast. Well, Gino, I think the, my biggest takeaway from this whole thing was I didn't know that Ellie and I won some match or something. I, I liked Grayson Waller when he lost to Duke Rogers. So I was like a big fan. Like, okay, this guy's great. He's coming out. This is fun. And when LA Knight came out later, yeah, they did the classic NCIS, like because how I was, did you know, yeah, like you, oh, well, you had you had car trouble. Well, how do you know I had car trouble? Like, oh, what? I can't believe I just outed myself. It's because she told me to do it. So yeah, that was fun. Um, by the way, what was what was your favorite part of the haunted house? Because it was clearly Andre Chase, right? Andre Chase is the best part of that entire Haunted House segment. Yes. Yeah, that guy rules. I don't know if he wrestles or not, but so far he is outstanding with his, did somebody say, <laughs> like when he popped up out of nowhere, I laughed. I thought that was a good time. Yes. So Joe Casey, just being the best student because his students were taken away. His students died. Now no longer has students. They were dead. murdered. They were murdered at Loomis's house because it's a spooky house. This episode was so fun as far as just the Halloween nonsense and if it was a yes. pay-per-view, I would have been upset. Like maybe that's why. I yeah, but it was on a weekly show. It's perfectly fine. Free and it was and it was commercial free, which is so <laughs> the first cool. opening. I can't believe free. USA would allow a commercial free broadcast. They did that for SmackDown one time, but I and did Raw. not. I did not expect commercial free Halloween Havoc. That was so yes. cool. Your boy Joe Gacy comes out, and I yes. I swear him and the what's the other guy's name Harlan. Harlan. They're gay. They're gonna be gay together. The way they were touching each other. I was like, we're gonna have a gay a gay thing. He's gonna be gay. No, it's again the idea of like his the power of his touch is like he's converting people. He's converted Harlan to be like, no, just wait, attack later. Yeah. But he's in the world title match against Tommaso Chop. 
The way Gacy was like rubbing his chest and neck, like rubbing Harlan's chest and neck, I was like, this is so gay. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for this gay thing to really take off. So, yeah, this was terrible. Uh, I hate Joe Gacy. Malik Blade, this poor guy, just gets chopped out every week. I paid a lot of money to order this Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, Gino. (laughs) This free pay-per-view. And there were commercials, so I had to pay with my time to watch Pizza Hut ads. Which, by the way, I, I used to not like Pizza Hut. I had pizza out a couple weeks ago, and it was actually pretty good. Like, it's not the best. It's definitely not as good as Papa John's or Domino's. Like, it's still clearly, out of all the fast food pizza ones, it's still probably the bottom. But it was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. But here's the thing. We also got to talk about, since we they do have these segments also reoccurring, is the backstage Halloween house party thing they're doing. Where we wait, see, wait. We're not there yet. Oh, we're, oh, we're not there yet. Kaylee oh, Ray. I forgot which one was next. Oh, we have Kaylee Ray's Whoa. segment first. Why are you like, She's coming back. You hate chicks. I don't get this. You know, like, forget Kaylee Ray. Forget about the second longest reigning women's champion in the last 50 years. Like, no, Gino, Kaylee Ray's coming back to NXT, and she was disrespected when she first showed up. So I'm excited she to was. see her back. I, I, Out of everything that happens in NXT UK, she was one of the most the must-watches, where you had to see, oh, there's a good Kaylee Ray match. Go watch it. So I'm excited. Well, Kaylee Ray is yeah. one of the two. The other one is Walter. Yeah, Walter's great. Well, Ilya now, right? Is he the champion? Yeah, Ilya's so, now champion. He's doing some amazing stuff. We need to watch right? NXT UK on Validis 2.0 because I have no idea what's going on there. Is A-Kid still there? Yeah, A-Kid's still there. Is Tyler Bates still welcome. there? Yes, Tyler Bates, I believe, is still the Heritage Cup. Can we get him on Raw and Vince gives him a gimmick where he's like the master of something so we can call him Master Bait? <laughs> no. Yeah? That's, the, that's Vince Cooper like, that you'd love to like do all of, the time. Instead of King of the Ring, we have like Master of the Ring and then we just have like Master Bait. That'd be cool, right? Yes, that would be dare to be his version of cool. That would be Michael Cole saying, "This is so cool, guys." I think what everyone be, loves. Like the great masturbate is making his debut tonight. Like I think that'd be awesome. Don't you think so, Joe Gacy versus masturbate? Now you're just again you're emphasizing his last name. No, I didn't name him that. That's what they named him. My middle name. Joe is- Gacy is just one word. You emphasize a certain part of his last name. Interesting. No, yeah, I just said it the way it's a long A sound. My middle name is Gabriel, Gino. So when I was bullied, it was Gabriel. But I started oh. to embrace it. I just changed my name. I became Gay Ryan Gabriel. That was my new thing. That wasn't my thing, but I actually really like it now. And then Gailey Ray did a vignette. That was fun. So, Gino, yes. I don't know what your big problem is, but I can't wait for Master Bait to defend the Heritage Cup against Gay Kid. And maybe one day it will happen, but what we have next is a nice backstage segment of NXT Halloween Havoc where we can see all their great talent in who, Halloween costumes. Who was backst- the host? The host, we did not, again, we thought it was Grayson Wall. Wait, he oh, was, wait. He stole it. What's his name? Grayson Wall. Come on, Chino, catch up. It's Gayson Waller. I thought we were very clear on what the, the bit was. So there were several superstars backstage. Your least favorite wrestler, Ikerman Jiro, was there. Uh, Kushida was there. Do, which one of them doesn't speak English? Because Ikerman came up cutting a promo in English, and I thought, wow, this guy's pretty charismatic. And then Kushida is like, what's your job, Becca? Like, I was like, yeah, wait. Kushida's always had, like, a hard time with English. Yeah. I think he has, like mastered english no well ikaman's got it how come ikaman jiro isn't a bigger deal how come you hate him it's because kushida's the bigger deal kushida's a legend in japan is he and he should be respected more maybe and he's just been the cruiserweight champion what was his name what was his name in uh japan kushida 
And what, what did he wrestle first? He wrestled New Japan first. He's a bigger deal than Ikemen Jiro? Why do you say that? Because Kushida's had some of the most impressive junior heavyweight championship, junior heavyweight matches than I've ever seen like Ikemen. Because I don't remember or even know where Ikemen is from. If he might just be like a new signing. that Yeah, but what's what's has... what's wrong with that? Why can't he just be a new... There's nothing wrong with him. I'm just saying like again, this is a good pair because it's going to help push Ikemen. But again, Ikemen's not as good to me as Kushida, but he may get over now with him being as a tag team. I feel like you've Kushida. never watched Ikemen Jiro wrestle. He's had some really <laughs> good matches. I don't know why, where this comes from. Sure, Kushida has had more. Again, I loved his match with uh, Joe Gacy, where he got a hug from Joe Gacy and he left. When I was watching 205 Live and Ikemen Jiro was on there, he was my favorite part. So I don't know where this comes from. It's like, well, he's just not as good. Like, no, he's great. I don't know why he can't be great. You're the guy who tells me Steve Macklin's great. Well, I'm here to break break some news to you, Sonic Gino. Ikemen Jiro is the future, all right? He's better than Macklin. He's not as good as Mickey James, but he's going to make it up there. I'm loving this Ikemen Jiro. I think he's my age. I think he's... He might even be younger. He's born in 1992, I think. So he's a little younger than me. And, dude, he's he's great. I don't know why you don't like him. Listen, it's not that I don't like him. I just don't think he's as great as Kushida. He had a match Kushida. on NXT, and you go, what's his name? I was like, are you serious? Ikamin Jiro? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what, his name at the time. What's we his name? Joe Gacy. Former, now I'm remembering. Former two-time uh, Wrestle 1 UWA World Trios Champion, your favorite. Oh, you're looking up his week. Trios Championship, your your favorite thing ever. Let's see what belts yes. Kushida has won. Yeah, why not? Let's look up Kushida. Let's take right a look. Okay. All Japan. He won the All Japan Under 30 Tag Team Tournament with T. I don't even know who that is. Tetsuabushi. Uh, CMLL, he won a match with Marco Corleone, that is Mark Jindrek. Um, yep. New Japan Pro Wrestling, he won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship six times. He was, of course, part of the Time Splitters. Was that their name? The Time, yes, time Splitters with Alex Shelley. With Alex Shelley, who we're, we're mad at Alex Shelley still, right? No, we're not mad. He's wrestling still. We're just upset that he left Impact to now just do independence. Yeah, we hate him. Uh, best of the <laughs> Super Juniors, uh, him and Alex Shelley. I don't know what. So he's a six-time cruiserweight champion. So you're mad that he's a WWE cruiserweight champion? It's not cruiserweight <laughs> champion. The junior is right up there where you're going to be in the heavyweight division. But yes, no. he's never gotten up to heavyweight. The junior heavyweight is literally their light heavyweight division. It's literally their cruiserweight title. Not the young right. bucks were the junior tag team champions, and they had a whole episode of being the elite about we're becoming heavyweights. Like they had a whole yes. thing about it. That they were going to go for the heavyweight titles when they didn't have to like bulk up and get heavier. They were still in their weight class. They went for the heavyweight tag team title. Yeah, but Kushida never did that in New Japan. So he's because he never wanted to. He wanted to keep about the legacy of the junior heavyweight division, just well, like what your Stutter Liger did in NXT. Well, in NXT, he also is caring the about leader. the sanctity of the cruiserweight title. So yes, yeah, so yeah he's pushing it's, up for this cruiserweight title. Hopefully, he will win it back. But I sadly don't see it's happening because he's going to be a tag team. Um, which is going to help build up Hickman, which is fine. But are they Kushida, in a tag team, though? I thought they were just friends hanging out. They don't have to be in a tag team. basically going to attack because they're going against the uh, Creed brothers. They're feuding. Well, that's a diamond mine thing. That's I mean, that could always yes. route back to the Cruiserweight Championship. So Yes, and hopefully it does. They're in the same proximity. This is the most niche NXT talk we have ever done. As it should be, because this, this is, is so niche. Oh. This is the most niche thing I've ever done. 
So, okay. I think that Kushida is not far away from the Cruiserweight title. I don't think Ikamanjiro yes. is not either. Um, yes. and yeah. we, saw, we saw them dressed up for this Halloween party. We see a lot of other great familiar faces dressed up. Cameron Grams. Yes, he's an astro. We got an angel and a devil, which I wasn't sure who the women were. I know, me neither. There were, there were several no, people there. They were somewhat familiar. But there some were a lot of nice. people there. What's this guy's name? Zion something? Yeah, Zion Quinn. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, he gave He's a good wrestler. He chokeslammed my favorite Robert Stone yes, through a table, which I didn't like. Chokeslammed Elvis Stone. Like, you talk about generic big guys. That guy's generic big guy. Like, they even showed a little highlight package of him later in the They're show. Showing him just working, being a wrestler, being yeah. a big guy. And I just kind of was watching it like, this guy's not special. Where's Ikamanjiro? Where's... Where's Grayson Waller? Where's Duke Hodges? Like, there's so many other guys that deserve this. Solo Sokoa came out later in the show. Yes, like, which we will discuss that. This roster is stacked, you know. Why do I got to watch Zion Williamson wrestle? Well, here's the thing, but you also get to watch next week as we got to be announced in that nice backstage at Halloween party segment. Tony D'Angelo is going to be on lashing out with last legend it's gonna happen we're gonna have lashing out with last legend with tony d'angelo as our guest tony wasn't in costume either that was kind of weird wasn't he it? was just dressed as tony d'angelo that was his costume with tony d'angelo you thought he, tony I, d'angelo is just a character he's not a real person i wish he would have dressed up to at least keep kayfabe a little bit alive but the no, diamond mine tony open d'angelo. challenge was next nxt cruiserweight championship roddy strong or not the championship uh, Odyssey Jones came out. He is not 205 pounds, Gino. But he is slimming down. He can't tell you. He's slimming down. He might one day get 205 pounds. One day. If he, he weighs, really tries he, hard enough. <laughs> but he picked his poison. And the poison he picked, he did not want to fight the woman. He did not want to fight the Creed brothers in two-on-one. Actually, he wanted to face Roddy Strong. And they had an amazing one-on-one contest that will never be forgotten again until the next Cruiserweight <laughs> title match. <laughs> this was like a four-minute match. This was it's just being a never-forgotten Odyssey Jones match. This was really weird and oddly placed on the show. Like it was kind of like I was excited with like they had Diamond Mine walking to the ring together. I thought that was a cool bit with Malcolm Bivens cutting a promo the as they walked to the ring. I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. What's going to happen? And when Pick it poison. when Who Odyssey came out and lost in four minutes, it did remind me like, oh yeah, this is a two hour show and like we gotta get this shit moving. So that felt very, very WWE to me to just yes. have an impromptu match that lasts four minutes. It makes nobody look good. It <laughs> makes Roddy look good because he beat someone who's twice his size because Roddy's the best. This is gonna be a match to live on at Halloween. The Creed brothers defeat the interfered. Uh, he still won. It was a clean finish. He got the win. The referees didn't see anything. It was a clean win. Roddy Strong got the W, as he should, in every match. Mackenzie Mitchell back. It's all about the champ. Mackenzie Mitchell with Imperium. They were talking about Walter for some reason. He's not there. It's because they, they don't hide anything from Walter. They, the Walter's not going to be here, but we're still going to do this for Imperium because Imperium is still strong. Do you I, looking at these two guys? These guys look awesome, but I, I, I wasn't Alexander Wolf a perfect part of this little stable they had. They like, it was a good encompassing fourth man to actually add to the group and made it like perfectly looking. But yes, with it just being the three of them, and we only get to see two because Walter doesn't want to come to the states often. Well, it's still the, good for like the group Imperium, but yeah, I do wish we had Alexander Wolf back. Well, they have a match later on for the titles. Yes. MSK got booed at some show. Did you hear this story? 
I did, it was because Izzy has some type of like heat with uh, Wes, I think, right? Or with the, the other one. Who's Izzy? What does that mean? Nash. Izzy was that chick who was uh, the Bailey fangirl. The Bailey like, is that whole thing that like young little Bailey girl who now is like kind of important to the NXT fan base, like her and like a group of like fans were booing uh, Wesley Blake and Nash Carter because I think there is some type of heat or some type of things that they said about her. On the latest edition of Dave Meltzer's thing, confirmed at least one theory: Izzy's parents appears to be true. Izzy was known in the early years of NXT as Bailey Superfan. She has gone on into endeavors in the wrestling media and indie wrestling. In 2018, when Izzy was 12 years old, she took on Effie in a match. One spot blew up on Twitter at the time. And when Effie chokeslammed Izzy, the spot had many in pro wrestling world from Chelsea Green to Landstorm denouncing the spot, discussing how dangerous it could have been for someone that young. Carter formerly. Oh, wait, okay. So for, some, for someone that young, period. Carter, no, formerly known as Zach Wentz, also denounced the spot. Allegedly, Izzy's parents are now leading in an effort against Carter over this incident. The NXT audience is known to be a faithful group going back to their days of full sale. It is not uncommon to see the same people attending NXT shows. Izzy's parents have allegedly convinced enough people to join them in going against MSK. For Wentz's comments of denouncing a chokeslam Izzy took in 2018... I would have made MSK hold these titles for the next year. I would have had Nash Carter come out in a Bailey shirt. Like the amount of heat these guys can get with his crowd would be so awesome if they're booing because he didn't like that a 12 year old took a choke slam. Are these people serious? Yes, that's a real thing. I remembered this. I'm I'm glad you pulled it up so you can read it word for word from what Mr. Uncle Dave told us. That was true. So in Izzy's 2018, family. Izzy, a 12-year-old, takes a choke slam. By and Effie, one of the internet's favorites. One of your favorites, yes, absolutely. The internet. So, But Chelsea Green, Lance Storm, these guys don't get booed wherever they go. They don't, but they get booed if they're in NXT. Because, again, Izzy's family has ties because Izzy is NXT. One of the biggest fans from NXT back in the day, because I remember Izzy, and I'm surprised you forgot all about Izzy. I don't, I don't care about Bailey's super fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember her shit. back in the day? No, I remember. I remember Bailey giving somebody a hug. I didn't know it turned into like a thing. I just was like, okay, cool. She always like dressed up as Bailey and was kind of cute. Yeah, but, but so again, did, now she's yeah, older. But so did several other people there. They, I don't get that. They didn't ever wear like always in the front row. I paid so little attention to who that girl was. I thought that was a different girl every week. I thought that was like... So when she cried in that paper, you're like, who is this young girl no, crying she in the can, front row? Hey, they all... Every girl cried. Like, I imagine... Like, you know how many kids dress like John Cena and go to Raw? Like, that's what I thought. I thought these girls were all going to NXT dressed like Bailey Because that's what I would have done if I was a little girl. So, I... I what is... Why does this... What, so yes, I did not realize that one girl got it was super the same famous. girl every time. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just I watch wrestling for the characters. I didn't really realize that a fan. He was a character. Like even that one sign guy. What's that guy's name? Rob. The sign guy. That sign guy. What's his name? Rob Armbacher or something like that. Like he even, was on Deal or No Deal. It once took me a, guys it took me a long ass time to realize that was the same guy every time. They, every he time wore I wore the same attire, you thought people just oh, they stole his look. That's what caught on. Well, okay, there's a difference between some guy wearing a backwards hat and a in a work shirt and people dressing like Bailey. 
because <laughs> I did notice like after a couple of times ago, is that the same fucking guy? How does he get to all these events? And then I, I realized, oh, that is a guy and he's a thing. It's becoming a thing. It's been a thing for yeah. a while. You find a no, caught no, on no, no. Oh, sign ca- guy. Hold on. I caught on in like 04 when it was happening. Oh, when it was started. Yeah, man. I was and a kid. At least you caught up early. Yeah, honestly. I was you a kid. You caught up in 2008. And I didn't have the internet, really. I mean, I had the internet, but it was still like I was watching Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views, and I kind of started to catch on like, is that the same fucking guy? This was different because this everybody dresses like Bailey. So I don't know that all of this. She's always in the same place every time. You're like, oh, she's just lucky. I, it's the same, a different girl. Yeah. Well, in, in, in NXT, tape four shows at a time. So I also thought, oh, it's probably the same episode, the same tape to all the same spot. So I don't know. I didn't care. Who gives a shit about Izzy? Who, like uh, people do. Yeah. You and the she's nine people. Super fan. Now I hate NXT. If, if they were able to <laughs> rally enough people to boo, to boo two of the Carter. best wrestlers on their show. Screw them. They're going to side with some 12-year-old girl who wants to take a choke slam. It's like, oh, well, Indeed. we really like her. It's like, well, she's not on the show. And her family. So Bailey moved on. A real problem. Bailey moved on to, to bigger and better things. These guys are trying to get where Bailey's at, and you're going to boo them because they didn't like that a, 12, that a minor took a choke slam? Because you know that's illegal, right? Like, minors aren't allowed to do this. But since it's Effie, it's, it's, it's the internet, and it's independent wrestling. Like, if WWE had a kid take a chokeslam, there would be no more WWE. Uh, ECW had a 17-year-old bleed, and they were like, oh, well, ECW is going away. And uh, if, if Paul Heyman's dad wasn't a lawyer, he wouldn't have got away. And that did turn into a nice storyline with the network and Cyrus the Virus, which I like. That was years later, wasn't it? Was it years later? It might have been. Yeah, Greg like, Hamilton you know, so has been released from WWE. Yes, he did. Hamilton removed Sad. WWE from Twitter. You remember when we Twitter. super kicked you right in the face? Uh, new follower, Adeline. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. And Nicholas yes, was yes. a WWE tag champ. <laughs> and then I like that. That Kevin. is true. Negative one takes choke slams all the time. I don't see him. Does he get yes. on dark? Does he get choke slammed or what? Uh, he didn't get choked so again. He was on Sammy's vlog, which I need to watch. Cause, Don't like, ever say that. I need to watch that. Okay, another another thing. Negative one. Tomorrow night, do not send me any Sammy blogs, okay? You I can, may. I may send one. Send me a Sammy blog after the show. That way I can go to sleep. There's no well, reason. Who better than Spliff says kids are light as feathers and indestructible. That's true. Babies can take a bump. Like I've seen my son fall off stuff, and he's totally fine. So maybe maybe we should start a kids wrestling league. Uh, that way, there'd be less injuries. No, we don't need to see negative one do anything. I don't encourage this, Gino. Are you? TWFS says videos left. Nine. Yeah. One nine, day it'll happen. Nine videos left, Gino. Please just take it easy on us, okay? That's all I'm asking. Who knows? We're gonna see what happens tomorrow. We you could send AEW Andre tomorrow. Chase. You could send. Um, don't. Oh, you know what? You don't need to send me is Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong and Mackenzie Mitchell on a dot-com exclusive. We don't need to see those. Those are never good. Yes, we do. The dot-coms are the best. Those are not the best. I'm so glad. I don't know why I've never talked to you about this. Like, the videos you send. content. The videos you send are the most interesting. Like, what did he expect me to do with this? What did he creates content. The point is make content out of this content. Like, so the point is to show me uh, Sami Zayn rambling about Bob Dylan on Renee Paquette's show, it's for me to. I, what do you mean? The point of that video was again, he was going to compare Bob Dylan to Roman Reigns, which was actually a good comparison. But why did Bob it take two. so long? Why don't you cut the clip? Because like, you guys it? kept going back. 
because he was really taking pushed forward. He was taking so long. You know, you know, we do like a two hour show. We can't dedicate five minutes to Sami Zayn saying whatever he wants to say. This is the Sami Zayn show starring Kevin and Bleedies. It's like we gotta we gotta get to the point. We need like a thirty second soundbite of like we need Paul Heyman to cut a promo. That's it. Fast. We don't need like you heard the clip. It was so long. Yes. What are we doing? But you need to push forward. It's all about pushing on. For That's what we do, Chino. Yourself Luckily, we push forward onto the good content and have me and Kevin start talking again. Because Sami Zayn talking about Bob Dylan and comparing him to Roman Reigns isn't good. Just tell – how about you sum it up? Why don't you just tell me why that's good? It's because it's good content. No, no, I'm asking you to tell me Bob Dylan and Roman Reigns comparison. Like, you give me what Sami said. What did Sami say? Been a while since that video, so I don't remember. Oh, it was so great! I, I can't watched remember. so many other Renee videos. I watched so many other Renee videos. I forget that one. All right. Well, I'm just asking. Hey, next time you want to send us a five minute clip, maybe just maybe why don't you just do a talking head? Record yourself and go. What's up, fucking show? It's me, Gino. Uh, Roman Reigns and Bob Dylan similarities. Uh, I just wanted to point this out. Sami Zayn's talked about this. Uh you know, when uh, you talk about Bob Dylan hits like The Man in Me, the opening theme from The Big Lebowski, uh, I really think Roman Reigns is the man. You know, he's the head of the table, tribal chief. And Bob Dylan talk about how a woman like you brings out the man in me. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's me, Gino. Like, something like, just do that, Gino. Don't send, don't send me 20-minute clips of T-Bar talking about a backbreaker he took in 2009. It's the thing. I can understand you're wanting the short form of everything, but here's the other kind of idea is that I present these types of videos that sometimes are good, sometimes are bad, but the point is to create content from that because then there's the YouTube channel, which they can present this content condensed and for the people and thus gain more viewership and thus more people to talk. Nobody wants to watch us watch Sammy's blog, all right? Nobody wants to watch us Listen to the top dollar joke that you could have just messaged me and that would have been hilarious. Ha <laughs> ha green like top dollar hilarious. But instead we had to watch a two minute clip of Nick Camarado trying to act. Like think about what you're sending. Nick Camarado acting on Sammy w. on Sammy Guevara's blog. Like all those words We're there in solo. All those words together are absolutely terrible. Just do a cut yo, fuck it show. Me me Gino again. A <laughs> um, couple more after this one. Don't worry. I just wanted. I, I was watching Sammy's blog. You know Sammy Guevara, the guy who got you guys like taken off the internet. Uh, that you know, even though he's the one who made the rape comment, and one of your listeners is the one who actually actually found actually found that comment and just sent it to you. Uh, you know, but he, you know, him and Tony Khan decided to rip down your YouTube channel. But I was watching his blog anyway. I was one of the. I was watching it. And they were talking about Top Dollar, and they were talking about how they had a stack of cash. It was hilarious. It was Top Dollar, like the one on the top is the greenest, you know, because like Top Dollar is green. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's me, Gino. See, Gino, why can't you just do that? I like that way more. Because you're, again, I just could consider the idea of making content. Why can't we make content? Why can't we make content? I think it's videos, because then the video could actually be part of the 
content itself and utilizing that trying to make it better because again the content itself whether it be the dairyme.com or now just dairyme network exclusives your video is part of it though dude that's what i'm saying you on the screen going hey fuck the show me chino big time fan um so roderick strong and malcolm bivens were uh they were backstage after their match and malcolm said um that you know when you're the cruiserweight champ Sometimes you gotta you gotta fight above your weight class, and um, and Roddy did that well, and we're happy to walk away with the uh, we're happy to walk away with the win. Thank you, me Gino. That'd be awesome. Listen, that may be interesting, good for you again. We could discuss like what people would prefer if they like the long form content that I present, <laughs> or if I should go short form content. No, we love we love all the Geno stuff, right? I know. Even <laughs> even Kevin is in here like, yeah, it's we love the Geno stuff. It keeps the it keeps the lights on to be honest with everybody. So if you don't like it, like I always say, donate more money, all right? So, <laughs> Geno, keep them coming, Malcolm Bivens. Let's you know what? Let's watch it together. Did they upload anything yet? Let's see if they did post anything on the WWE YouTube channel. youtube.com/superfunwrestlingtime. <laughs> What's it called? Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens. Who was he with before? Wasn't he with the Indian guys? Uh, he was for a short time. Then during like Evolve, I think or Beyond Wrestling, he when he was Stokely, he was with MJF. <laughs> he was with MJF. Yeah, for a short time, if you look up uh, what was his name? Was Stokely or something Stokely, right? Brendan Stokely from the from the Broncos. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's in the chat. I gotta cut out whining Vleeties to get to my fun parts. Kevin has more fun with him than I do at some point. Either way, Gino, spin the wheel, make the deal. Trick or street fight, women's championship match. Raquel Gonzalez came out wearing lime green. Uh which I, I wasn't a big fan of. This is just like the uh, the Josh Alexander thing. Why are we changing the character? She used to be tough chick, uh, La Chingona, wearing her black. She was awesome. And now she's wearing lime green like she's some NXT 2.0 version of Raquel. I don't know. But like, I didn't think it was that bad. The whole green for it. But TWFS yes, it says, what was Josh Alexander before this awesome guy he is now? He was. He's always been Josh Alexander. Yeah, he's always been Josh Alexander. The, the, what they were trying to do was like the, I don't know, every wrestler when they do, like the Bobby Roode that we watched at Bound for Glory, where they take his personal life, get you to relate, get you to connect. You know, they show his family, they show him when he was growing up. They were, they just spent a lot of time, even though we already liked Josh Alexander. Because like even like before now, like he was the North, and he was just the big dude who can work in the North and eat the page was the charismatic powerhouse kind of dude. Yeah. Ew, he did, like, oh, look at a new when, Saba old Lang sign. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like he, he was always having great matches anyway. They just, I guess they thought we need to put a little more into his character and yeah, you're right. It did pay off showing his son because then when his son was in the ring and Moose hit him with the spear, but I don't know. I kind of cheered. Were you cheering when Moose hit the spear? Yes, because again, I've been a big fan of Moose for years. So yes, I was so hyped to see Moose fight. I feel like I'm a bigger Moose fan than you because you weren't pissed. <laughs> really, you, you were not pissed 
when he lost to Rich Swan. I, I I was more pissed when Electric stole the briefcase from him. Dude, I almost stopped watching Impact. I kind of did. After Rich Swan beat Moose, I thought, well, this company's dead. Now they're both my favorite wrestlers, so maybe I was wrong. But either way, uh, La Chingona had an amazing match tonight with Mandy Rose. But here's the thing, though. In that match, you forgot. Again, it was a trigger street fight, but it was not what the wheel landed on. The wheel landed on Chucky's choice, and Chucky oh, chose for this to be the trigger street fight. Which, again, when I saw her trigger street fight, I was like, okay, so DK is going to get involved in this match to either help or hinder her former friend. And we found out what the result was when the match finished. That's true. But yes, how do they fake that? Because they showed they had Chucky on the screen with the wheel spinning, and I thought, oh, they're just going to – it's all pre-recorded nonsense. And then they went back to the arena and the wheel spinning, and I'm like, wait, how do they do this? And it landed on Trick or, or landed on Chucky's choice. Like, how did they know, or how did he – like, how do they know that, you know? Again, I'm not sure how you fake the wheel, unless it is like some pre-tape. They just have the people who are supposed to be there there, but they spin it. Again, I don't know if Tyler, this match, you know, was commercial free, kind of right. There was only one commercial break, but it was a it was a restaurant quality picture in picture like our friend Jim Ross always brings up. And this I thought this was a great match. Can I can I say this? Can I be this guy? Can I be the pro women's wrestling guy on this discussion on the final episode of Vleeties 1.0 before we go to Vleeties 2.0 next week? Uh, I thought this was great. Now, the ending, that was so obviously Dakota Kai, right? Well, again, it was obvious even, like, because you weren't watching it weeks ago when they were doing these whole, like, vignettes where there's this woman or person digging a hole trying to bury her past and she's going to do it. You can hear her voice, even though it's modulated. It still is the accent is there. She had an accent with a voice modulator. Yeah, I knew it was her. As soon as someone hit Raquel, I was, like, looking, like, oh, that's Dakota. Who else would it have been? Oh, what? Candice LeRae. Like, there was nobody else that would have hit no, her. No, it would have been Sifa. Sifa Fatu wanted to. Malachi yeah. Black says Survivor Series better be the next watch along. What's the next watch along, Gino? Is it Survivor Series? Well, we're going to have to do a poll for this. We can discuss the possible ones after we finish off this amazing Halloween havoc that we got to discuss. Dakota Kai smashed Raquel Gonzalez in the back with a steel shovel. And then yes. Mandy Rose pinned her first championship of Mandy's career. Long time coming, Gino. She posed with toxic attraction. Come on, catch the buzz. Feel the sting. An Alexa bomb. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing and easy spell from our friend Nathan Weller. This was a really good match. I loved it. Now, Dakota Kai. Um what are we getting? They chanted, welcome back. Can you believe this? Yes, she's still here because people didn't know she was going to go be called up to Maine Ross, but she's not. She's still here in NXT in was her she home. she drafted? Even with, she could have been, but that's like she could have been up there. But we people like me thought like she's going to be free agent, just like Eva Marie is a free agent now. But no, she's back in NXT, which is what is great for NXT help with this NXT 2.0 women's division. No, they she need Dakota Kai. She wasn't drafted, okay? <coughs> only a few yeah, people she wasn't Only she was a few agent. people get away with that, all right? Not Dakota Kai. So yes, I knew she was is. I knew she was in NXT. I don't know what I don't know where this came from. So I'm glad she's still in NXT. Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes back at the haunted house, whatever. Um, yes, we already covered the important we, haunted house. We, we already covered that. More about all the if you want to if you want to see more of the haunted house. Make sure you tune into TWFS tomorrow night. Kevin and I are going to watch 
Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams running away, or would you say that they were being chased? Did somebody say that was awesome? I don't care what anyone says. Yes, it okay. was. Andre Chase the best. But yes, yeah, since our good friend here in the chat, Nathan Willard, brought up, we should discuss again. We had the fake host, Grayson Waller, in the ring. The Did real somebody host. say? Oh, go ahead. LA Knight came to the ring. And Let me talk like, to you. Is that, you? Is that who? As LA Knight came to the ring, and as Grayson Waller was like, going to talk about what happened, why he took him so long. Then Solo came out. Fucking Sifa Fatu made his <laughs> Fucking Sifa. Yeah, Solo Sokoa came out looking like a badass. Uh, he yes. dressed like the early era Usos, right? Like that was kind of all the dressed. fans were checking for Usos because they want him in the main roster already, and they want him to be with the Usos, and they then want Jacob Fatu to sign. Is and that is that happening? Do you think? I hope. I hope with them having Sifa and them no, having I, Usos, I don't want you to help. hope. I want you to know. Is Jacob Fatu no, going to the main know. roster, and what's his new no. name? No idea, but it should be just Jacob Fatu. It's not gonna be Jacob. That's not Samoan enough for these guys. They got to make it more Samoan. It's gonna be. It's gonna Either be Jimmy Alu. and Jay. Jay's pretty Samoan, all right. And but G- Jimmy and Jimmy's tour for Jamoa, so I don't know what you're talking about. But either but Jacob, Jacob, or maybe Jacobo. It'll be Jacobo Fatu. So we'll yes, see what happens. Solo. But Solo came out, kicked some ass tonight. Uh, there's a lot of guys on this show, including your friend Zion Williamson. Are we getting too crowded? Is, is is NXT? Remember when NXT released like twenty guys and people were like, yes. "Oh, it's so dead." There's too many guys on this show now. There's not too many. They're gonna say that they're gonna release more people. They're filling back up from the twenty they released. They don't have twenty new guys yet. These guys were already signed, though. I think that's what people don't understand is like WWE, like even Dave Meltzer on the MLW halftime show on Fightland. Did you watch that? By the way, we didn't really talk about that, did we? <laughs> I didn't watch the whole fight then, actually. I missed fight. But oh, I saw the what? title match because it was on their YouTube. I saw what? it on YouTube. You didn't watch yes. the opening match with Myron Reed, the young goat? You I didn't. I need to. I you need don't to like watch. Myron Reed is what I'm learning from you. I do like Myron Reed. You hate Myron Reed. Again, and I liked Mickey it because James. of Leo Rush. Leo Rush made me like it. What? How did that? How does that work? What they had a match? And their that's... match with Leo Rush was great. What about all his other Myron... matches before that? It took that. What yeah, about him he and Davari? But like, what made me really realize that he's great right now, Myron, is his feud with Leo. He had a Leo good match with Simon Gotch. All right, so he's a great wrestler. Where's? Come on, the young goat. I don't. I don't think you get it, Myron Reed. He's got red hair in a, in a bulletproof vest. Listen, Myron is great, but Leo Rush is just that much better. And that's what's great about Leo Rush right now and him going to have a tag team match this Friday. With Dante Martin, right? Yes, against the Seidel brothers because they're trying to show that Dante doesn't need the Seidels. They're really pushing this Dante guy, huh? Flight. Yes. I, I'm supposed to As like Dante's cool. I'm supposed to like this Dante guy. I don't know. I don't really like him. I don't like white people that are wearing BLM stuff. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> what is that? He's just supporting the movement. He just wants uh... to have that there to be like he is a supporter. That's right. kind of what you have to do. Do you think he would be open? You're against it. Do you think he'd be open to at least having a conversation about the movement? I'm sure he would be open. Just all like right. we all should be open to discussing. All right. What, like so, like if we're just discussing this whole movement and we talk about all the money that's been raised by BLM, do you think that any of that money helps solve any of the problems? Now that's the question. If it does solve the problems, we're not seeing. No, it no, no. yeah, the did real it. problem goes within the government. The I, governments, whether it be the state. Or federal is the Gino, I'm just saying $100 million were raised in 2020 for Black Lives Matter. And 
have the lives of more than three black people been improved by that? Because the founders, they all bought houses in white neighborhoods. What do you mean, Gino? Again, I'm not entirely sure. Again, like with what I'm wondering is again, the movement itself is important, but again, the people that may utilize that movement for financial reasons and not really utilize those finances to actually impact whether it be state or federal government to the point that they need to do to actually help benefit black lives. Do you think it's a government issue or a culture issue? That is really what it goes down to because in the sense, some of the government's ways that they run things became like culture in a sense, but what they're used to, what they believe is right. Again, whether it be the state's, or the federal circuit, it could be culture issues. You are so, you know, you are more and more <laughs> liberal every word you say, and I don't even think you understand it. I'm asking you about a Black Lives Matter movement raising money, an organization where the CEOs Whoa, are buying the houses. Buzz, feel the sting. Oh, a top one. We the oh ones, my. Gino. We the Hell ones. Yeah, we are. You know who says that? Roman Reigns. But also, with, with this BLM thing, is what I was just trying to say, Gino, is that you're bringing up government like constantly. Why is it the government's responsibility? Why can't the people solve their own issues? Don't you read Daniel Tiger books to your son? Because I'm learning that, hey, you got to solve this stuff on your own. If you rely on the government, you might as well be a sheep. Well, you see, I'm not saying to rely on the government. There should be some form of like intervention where we do figure out what the real issue is, whether it be like a societal culture issue. Have you ever watched is, Last like, Chance You? Have you ever watched it, Gino? These kids believe... No, I have not. They, they, they leave these ghettos and they believe they have two options. Get to the NFL or go to jail. Like They think that's the only options they have. Do you think that's a government problem? Again, like it's not a government <laughs> problem. It's because of what both society... And what is being pushed on them from media and possibly also from what government is showing them that they cannot achieve, that they cannot do, that they are stuck with just those two choices. Media is a big one because I we can go to worldstarhiphop.com. You watch all the videos that have millions of views and it's dudes with guns and chicks around them and cars. So they're thinking, well, we got to go to a trap house. We got to get this money. Is all of this a government issue, Gino? That's what I'm trying to get out of you. And by the way, this whole BLM thing. A lot of people just assume, oh, well, it's a hashtag. No, it really is, like Kevin's saying in the chat. It really is. Three people founded an organization, set up a donation link, made $100 million, and bought houses. <laughs> like, it's people that have left the, the BLM organization say all the founders do is go on vacation and buy cars. Like, that's all they do. So we can keep – it's catchy. It's catchy as hell. And it's true. Black Lives Matter. We all agree with the phrase. But what we went through last year was three people getting richer and richer while everyone else stayed the same. And even uh, uh, what's his, in Ferguson, Michael Thompson's family, they demanded $20 million from Black Lives Matter because that whole thing got real popular when their son died and their city and their, or their community saw none of that money. So I don't know, Gino, when I see that guy's armband, I get a little confused. Again, and I can understand the confusion, but again, I do believe Dante Martin is just using that because he does agree with the sentiment about Black Lives Matter, not the organization that BLM is. All right. I think when he wears that, though, he's getting people to donate to that group. I don't believe so because they also have, again, with him, 
LBO Leo right yeah, there. Yeah, who's also in a Ponzi. Actually, how come his gimmick, he's in, he's in a Ponzi scheme? What's this about? He's not a Ponzi scheme. I he take people's money. I take your money and I invest it and you get more money back. Like that's and like, he does get the more money back. That's it. He get a bigger investment. That's the Matt Seidel. He wanted to be able to prove that he could be a big man and be able like, to support Dante Martin. So Leo Rush gave him this big match to prove himself against CM Punk and he couldn't do it. Are you saying that if I so I'm telling Auld Lang sign right now, hey, give me one top one, and then in six months I'll give you two top ones. That's not a Ponzi. No, it's game. not that. That's not the, what he's saying. That's not what Leo is doing. I think Leo that's what is Leo doing is doing more saying. than just a simple. Uh, what was it? Runescape scam like that where you just Runescape. you gave me all your yeah, Runescape the old MMOs type stuff. Those type of scams existed in MMOs as well where. You give me all your... TWFS says, Gino, why did Clinton pardon Susan Rosenberg? Yeah, Gino, what do you have to say about that, Mr. Uh, we BLM? want to talk about the history. You we, know, I know that... We discuss history if we want to at some other point, but this is wrestling we're, niche I discussion. know that we're niche now because Chris Van Vliet told me I wasn't niche enough. So let's hear it, Gino. I have no idea since we want to talk about Clinton. Again, I have to go back in history to figure out why he did and what the purpose was. All I'm saying, Gino, is I'm rooting for the Seidel's this Friday. So spin for Leo. Why? Myron Reed's way better. Leo Rush is the future. Is Leo's Rush named the young? He already retired. He's the past. He had <laughs> to retire and come out of he's retirement. Back. He's he's that's ridiculous. I'm gonna retire. He's the it's been man a fun in ride. The hour. Been a fun ride. Buy my shirts. Okay, I'm back. Here I am. He's the moth. Again. He's back. And I liked him in MLW, but I don't like him coming out. He came out of retirement twice now. He's Remember, back. he was the Joker. Wasn't that stupid? Yes. It was fun. It was fun. Remember when we thought the Titan was going to show up at Bound for Glory? Yeah, that was fun. We thought it never happened. Yeah, now we're going to look forward to Zion Quinn. Does show up. Zion Quinn sucks, but all right. Zion Quinn has a cool look. Tag he match. Lumberjack O'Lantern match, which, by the way, yes. when I was watching this, I didn't notice that it said Lumberjack O'Lantern. So I was waiting for like the rules to come up on the screen, and they just described a Lumberjack match, and I was like, this is stupid. Why don't I just call yeah, for, Did you remember it was because they had the fan of the night there to spin the wheel? Yeah, the who's this guy? Why is he wearing a mask? What's going on here? Because he was the fan, and he's a fan, so he had to wear a mask, because you wear masks in public. Is he not vaxxed? Maybe. He might not be vaxxed. You wear a mask in like, Isn't that in Florida? They don't do that. Maybe. Who knows where they do it. Maybe the family just was enforcing it. Hey, you should still wear a mask just to be safe. So he wears the, wore the mask, and he spun the wheel, and then it hit the jack-o'-lantern match do you think he was embarrassed that he that his spin got us a lumber jack-o'-lantern match like there was a lot I of good believe options it did make him uh, embarrassed because he got to see all his favorite nxt wrestlers like the creed brothers and <laughs> i like that you start with like someone i would not want to see <laughs> you wouldn't want to see the creed brothers they're great tech why would i they're, they're, just, tag team they're just two nazi looking guys who cares about them they got no personality or anything the best thing about them is Roderick Strong. Oh, the best thing about them is Malcolm Bivens. Who else did we see? We also got to see who else got involved that was not just standing there doing nothing. Uh, who else, Gino? There fun. were so many faces there, but I don't remember. The Creed Brothers is the only thing you can name. So, Josh okay. Briggs and his partner were there. That's thing, uh, Bull Buchanan. Josh Briggs is in GCW. What are you talking about? Okay, so. Oh, Josh Briggs. 
So the the NXT fan of the night spun it. I would have been so upset because there was other options on there, like Steel Cage. It was awesome matches on there, but we landed on Lumbo Lumbo Jacko Lantern match. Lumbo Jacko yeah, Lantern. Yeah. So match I don't know. Whatever. Everybody. Good match though. Got to be honest. I, I love it. I was chanting my ass off for MSK, and they yes. lost. Okay. To the better team. The better team won. Imperium finally won. I like Imperium, and yeah, they have need they have needed these belts for a while. It was kind of strange that they weren't champions already, even during the Alexander Wolf era, because they came over from NXT UK presumably to become champions. And where were where's, champions? Where's the GYV? That's the thing we didn't see Grizzled Young Veterans because maybe they didn't want to celebrate this nasty holiday of Halloween. They think they're better than Halloween. All so right. they want to be for Halloween. Yeah. I hope you're correct because the GYV the are next my... week they were gonna probably show up and be like they they we did not want to come here last week for this stupid holiday. I hope they show up at Impact. That's that's what I hope for them. <laughs> They'd be perfect in Impact. Impact Everyone needs tag be teams. Perfect with Impact. We need more tag teams. Do you know? There's no tag and teams. That's there. why we could have Wyndham and Titan. But, uh, but not as a tag team. Those are those they are single be stars. Great tag team guys single right stars, there. bro. We need to get uh, GYV there. What other tag teams are free? I'm even, like, bummed that Reno Scum's not there anymore. I don't know why I hate I mean, those guys, but they should at least be there. I mean, also, since uh, apparently there is going to be a fan convention that Bo is going to be at for a wrestling thing. Which Bo? So apparently, Dallas. Oh, okay. Mr. Rotunda. So, possibly, if he's going to still want to come back into wrestling, we could get the Rotundas. No, nah, he's in love. With, if we get a tag team with him, I want the B team. I want him and Axel. But also, he's one of my brothers. No, nah, Wyndham is a single star, you know. It's not like if The Rock ever returned, I wouldn't go, oh, he'll be teams up with somebody. Like, no. These you g- wouldn't want to see Hot Rocket Sock one more time. In a one off, sure. But I don't want to see, like, the, the Rotundas are having a couple matches down here in uh, Ignatucky. We're going to, they're doing a triple shot. I don't want to see that. I want to see singles match, like Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. I would love to see them get back together. But Rotunda Wyndham is a single star, dude. But you, but then do you not see his brother as a single star? No, I see his brother as the B team, or even I don't. know, He wasn't as big of a star as his brother. I'd be okay if Bo was single again. I thought Bo Lee was great, by the way. I even when he was on the main roster, I would be at work telling people they had to Bo leave and showing them this idiot running around doing his Bo celebration, and they had the awesome music. I don't know why it didn't last because obviously it was kind of a comedy gimmick. So maybe they just thought no one's laughing anymore. Kill it. But I, I still, when I look back at that time, I thought social outcast killed him. And I know everybody, everybody loves the social outcast. Um, I didn't, I was not a fan, Gino. You, was that because you weren't really a fan of Adam Rose? I liked Adam Rose as Leo Kruger. I thought he had one of the best submission finishers in wrestling, the GC three or whatever he called it. And then when he but got then Adam Rose, you just didn't buy Adam. He, he came up to the main roster, and I was like, "Oh, this sucks." He just whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa. He had a cool song, but we've already seen that before. Come out doing a conga line. Who cared? I can understand. Did that. you like Adam good. Rose more than Leo Kruger? Because you're a hipster wrestling guy. I feel like I you would really love Leo, Leo Kruger. Kruger. I did love Leo Kruger, but I still liked Adam Rose. And then when he was in. 
So for Oscar Alcast, I was like, this is a good change of his character. We get to see something more, and then that didn't last long. And then Quick he had change in his character. He joined the job squad. They they were the jobbers of everything. They, they, they were, were not the job squad. They were the ones with silly gimmicks who had nothing to do. So I'll put them all together. And, and then he came back to a singles guy and he had his like backstage segment, the Rosebud, where he was talking about people like he was a uh, what was it, the soup? Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, his name? Jeff Winger. I... Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his uh, Joel McHale, sure. Joel McHale, yes. But his finisher was great as Leo Kruger, and I always thought Leo yes. Kruger would have been great. Like this whole two oh five live thing, if Leo Kruger was still around, that would have been a perfect gimmick for two oh five live, like this hunter creepy, like South African murderer guy would have yeah. been amazing in two oh five live because a lot of those guys didn't have like a strong gimmick. So, and I know you hate Mike Kanellis, but I felt like Mike Kanellis was one of the only guys who actually had a character. Like, even watching it recently with August Gray and Ari Sterling, these guys didn't really have characters. So, it, when you get a Leo Kruger in there or anybody with something that's not just high-flying wrestler, it's fun. Right. I could agree with that. But now, let's continue on with Halloween Havoc. We had Imperium just win the tag team titles back from these young nobody's msk grizzled young msk it's grizzled young msk that no one knows no one cares but they just came in here won the tag belts i respecting these legends like imperium and grizzled young veterans they're so good why are they not the smackdown champs that their their gimmick is so awesome why are they not wrestlers all the time i don't get it I don't get it either. That's why Chris. Who are the blonde? Who are the long-haired guys in NXT UK? Those guys are cool. What are what's their names? I forget their names. Blonde and deadly. Pretty deadly. Yeah, pretty deadly. Those guys are awesome too, but they don't say soon to be champions like that because they already are the soon to be recognized. Are they still the champs over there? The pretty deadly guys? I think they are. I need to catch up on NXT. You know what? That's our watch along on Thursday. NXT UK. It's an hour long. We're gonna watch NXT UK every week. There's, yeah, all oh, every Friday. Yeah, we're just gonna watch the NXT UK when we relaunch Vleeties 2.0. Gino, I'm gonna watch all these shows. Okay, I might even Hell just yeah. do. I might even do Talking Heads on my YouTube and go, "Hey, what's up, me Vleeties? I just watched MLW Fusion Alpha episode nine. Uh, it was pretty good. Tom Lawler was there. He had a good match um, with uh, Calvin Tankman. Really liked it." You guys should check it out. Link in the description. Have a good night. That'd be cool, right? If I did that all the time. People might like that. Just put on those YouTube shorts that you could do. 30 second YouTube videos. Yes. Hey, it's up, me, ladies. Uh, I just got done watching content. NXT UK. Uh, a kid was there. I was really nervous that he wasn't there. Um, Tyler Bate. He has a new gimmick. He's the master. Um, so they call him Master Bait. I love that. Real, real clever wordplay. Pretty deadly were there. They pretty deadly was there. Uh, that they, they had a good match. So uh, see you guys next week. That'd be cool, huh? I, I'm gonna do that. There you go, content right there. Content all day. Right Hell yeah! All Gino. about content in 2021. It's this, all it's about. This match was surprisingly really good. Now, when I say surprisingly, I mean I I got nervous. Okay, I get you know how I am I'm when nervous. I watch TV because main event. yeah, there was only 20 minutes left in the show and they hadn't even had entrances yet. And they went to commercial, and I thought this was a commercial-free episode. So after the tag match, like, Chucky was there. He's like, hey, we're having a match. And they go to commercial, and I'm like, oh, shit. There's not a lot of time left. And they came out into the ring, and they had, what, a 10-minute match, you think? 
It was about 10 minutes, but here's it. We got Braun Breaker coming out, looking great, looking jacked, ready for this match. Then we had Ciampa coming out as Kratos from God of War, just ready to defend his championship, his child, his boy, Goldie, and having this amazing back and forth. Isn't it, a, isn't it his daughter? Wait, his boy. Goldie, like, it's possibly his daughter, but like, it's Kratos, God of War's son. Is what he calls a boy in God of War. So like, it's Goldie is his girl, but like that's the guy I was referencing God of War. What about Chucky? You skipped over what Chucky said. Yes, we had we'll Chucky talk we'll about being a how loser. his family. Hopefully he's not a loser. loser is runs the family because yeah. his dad is the loser of the brothers. Because I guess that was a reference to his last appearance Rick. like in WCW with Rick or something like that. Where yeah, that Rick is just a loser and Scott, Scotty's the only good one. Hell yeah. I can't believe Chucky's been in WCW and in NXT. How yes. many people can say that? Disco Inferno? Very few people can say that, but Disco Inferno also is an impact, as we know. We Rhino? Was in Rhino impact. in WCW? No, I don't think so. No. Sandman, but he wasn't in NXT. This is a fun yeah. game, Gino. And Grizzled Young yes. Veterans, I think. Yeah, they've been everywhere. Grizzled Young Veterans have been places that we've probably never even heard of, for all we know. I'm trying to think of old guys that have showed up at NXT. Like, Scotty Too Hotty was never in WCW. Um, uh, give me something, Gino. Mickey James was never in WCW. And um, she was never in NXT. Although Alexis Luray was in 2002 TNA. That's kind of WCW. Either way, Gino, this match was great. There was a weird moment where Braun Breaker was on the second rope. It looked like he was going to do a double axe handle, and then he just fell like an idiot. Like It was one of the most shocking botches I've ever seen because nothing happened except him just falling. Again, he probably would just might have slipped and didn't really get his footing the way he wanted to for that spot. But again, the match. What was the spot? Was it just a double axe? What do you think it was? I have no idea what it could have been. It could have been anything. It could have been a 450. It's like when a wrestler's on the second rope and they go like to jump down and they run into a boot, like the wrestler's laying on their back and they just put their boot up and the guy's like yeah. chin hits it perfectly. It's like, what move were you doing? That wasn't a good move. That, that again, move. Anyone could have done it. So jumping nothing sometimes is all it is. But again, it's on Brett's rope, which again, it could have been anything we know. But again, Braun Brick was not ready to use Brett's rope because Brett is the only one who should be used that middle rope as we know as professional wrestling fans. I'm even trying to read the botch. Like, I'm trying to find it in this review of, of the match, and they, they kind of just gloss over it. Oh, don't bring up the botch. And yeah, no one really talks about that botch, but again, yeah. people do talk about Brett's rope like they should. Yeah, follow, Ma- follow Matthew on Twitter, and he'll point it out for you. But th- so, so Ciampa, uh, there was a couple good moments in this match as far as the Willow's Bell. Great move. Love that. He had a couple, he hit the, fair, the fairy tale ending, and he, didn't he kick out? Didn't, yeah, Braun Breaker kicked out at two of the fairy tale. Yeah, what's that about? No, they didn't want to respect that finish. They want to respect the fairy, the other finish, the Willow's end. <laughs> but he still won Not with the, the fairy, fairy tale. He ending. still won he with the fairy tale ending. <laughs> not the DT. What's it called? The DT is not the fairy tale. Ending. That's Willow's <laughs> Bell. Yeah, Willow's Bell. That's what's saying. But Will, he, but Willow's he won Bell with the fairy tale ending anyway. He still won with yes. it. He, just, he, got he kicked still out won of. with the fairy tale ending. But yeah, Willow's Bell should be his finish. It was an awesome match, Gino. It was only 10 <laughs> minutes long. It only had one botch. Um, yep. A really weird botch, too. I, I just, I'm just i not going to stop thinking how weird that was. Because he was literally just standing there, and then he just collapsed. Like It was just this strange slow motion. Whoa, here we go. Like, it made me yeah, think. I just slipped, possibly. Like, it reminded me of, like, a John Cena botch, where it just was so, like, this is what people hate about you. Like, it just, it was so out of nowhere and so botchy. 
that it like it, it took me out of the match. Luckily, it was against Champa, so Champa like tried to pin him. Like, oh, he fell. I got to cover him. And you know, Wade Champa is a professional knowing what to do. Yeah, Barrett and uh, Joseph like sold, and even Beth were all selling it. Like he's inexperienced. He's going for a big move. You know, and it's yes. like okay, every, now it's maybe that's part of the match then. But for the most part, I knew he fell for no reason. Yeah, one of my uh, since we got talking about like botches, one of my favorite like little slip up botches that did happen on commentary was Vic actually called Wade Stoop. Whoa, why did he do that? Yes, yeah, I don't know why he wanted to call by his real name for one time. Yeah, he forgot that he's working and he's supposed to call Stu Wade Barrett because he's Barrett. He's not Stoop. I was told just from listening to wrestlers talk, it does seem like they just call each other's by their gimmick name. Like that's just even hearing um, Aria. I listened to Aria Davari on Chris Van Vliet's podcast and Aria was even calling him Sean. He was calling him Sean Davari, which isn't his real name. No, of course. it's Yeah. So even Chris was like, it's so funny. You call him Sean Davari. And he's like, well, everybody knows him as Sean. So I just call him Sean. And you hear some of these guys tell you know talk about certain wrestlers, and they will call them by their gimmick name. The only people that have trouble with it is like CM Punk. Oh yeah, he he's called him Dragon forever. Like there would be times at WWE, he was constantly calling him Dragon on interviews. Like nobody knows that Daniel Bryan's the American Dragon. Brian. No Danielson. people know he's Am Dragon. Nobody really knew the American Dragon Brian Danielson went to. The WWE. Some people they just thought he died, like Del Generico died. I was gonna bring that up. Some people bring up Generico. Like, no, nobody knows what he didn't die. He's just he's been. No, Sammy has said like he hasn't heard from El Generico in a long time. That's he's what been I mean. In, like New Mexico, and he's possibly dead. Possibly, but I just believe that. <laughs> he said, but like, possibly, Look, people retire from wrestling all the time. Not everybody needs to go viral and retire. I think he literally just has taken time off, and yeah. I kind of hope Sammy leaves WWE. I like Sammy Zayn in the ring. As a person, he kind of bugs the shit out of me. I think we need him to go somewhere else. And why isn't EC3 the Ring of Honor champion by now? It's because they want to keep pushing this other talent. EC3 is going to help push this talent but is, with his star power. What's what's their guys? Bandito? Is Bandito yeah. drawing? Is he putting butts in the seats? I think he is because I think they're still on tour right now, aren't they? Where's their new next show coming? But does it? Uh, that's not what I mean, though. I mean, like I'm sure they are drawing. I'm are sure they getting, drawing numbers? Do you think they're getting new fans, though? Possibly. I feel like EC3. You talk about Mickey James being a WWE person. I think EC3 could bring some recognition to ROH that they need because it's just one. They go from Roosh, and I like Roosh. Not saying you know, not saying that's bad. But to Bandito, like Bandito, what's the difference between Bandito and let's say uh, Lince Dorado? Like, who's a better wrestler in your vision? Uh, Bandito. Lince is really good, but yeah, Bandito, I think is a little better than. Uh, I think Lince, I think Lince Lince is underrated, and obviously he's just you know they're kind of using him in a weird way now that yes, Grand Metal is Grand Mister Is Grand Metal like, gone? No, Grandma Leak's still there. Okay. They're the only two people left of Lucha House Party. Well, yeah, Kalisto's gone. But yes, Kalisto's been gone, but yeah, Grandma Leak is still there. The master of the ropes. Yeah, king of the ropes. Yeah, king of the ropes. King of the ropes. He just what if him and, Tyler Bate form, him and Tyler Bate form a team? It's king of the ropes and master Bate. <sighs> That'd be sweet. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I it, It's odd uh, that Bandito's their champion. And when they have other names on there that I think – could 
bring attention to that company. I don't think Bandito brings attention. There's not anything really happening right now over there that's making people want to, oh, we got to watch Ring of Honor. Like, is that happening for you? When was the last time you watched Ring of Honor? I watched, sadly, was their pay-per-view they just had was the last time I watched, but because their big match they just had, Again, not them. GCW had with Second Gear Crew and the Briscoes. I actually am kind of interested to see what happens in Ring of Honor with the Briscoes. You're interested in the Briscoes, though. You're not interested in Ring yes, of the Honor. The Briscoes are the reason why I'm interested, since they had a really killer match with Second Gear Crew, and you should at least watch that match. Who's Second Gear Crew again? That is Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. I keep forgetting who Matthew Justice is. I like Mance Warner, but yes, um, that it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe I will check that out. You got to remind me. There's a six bottom, like. like this chair shot off the top, little middle rope into the change other. Spoilers, but either way, um, not the finish thing. Yeah, e- either way. So Gino, we got to figure it out before we go tonight. What yes, are we, we watching are. in two days on Fire Up Your Peacock? Because like I said, Gino, Vleeties is, is dead. Okay, Vleeties 1.0 is dead. It went the way of Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon's NXT. They are killing it. We're going to come back next week with a whole new flavor. Uh, we got to go niche, all right? This wasn't niche enough tonight, okay? You were talking about BLM, and you were, like, really pushing your propaganda on us. So you were, the, the Creed brothers, white supremacy, I just was so confused by this whole thing. So next week, we need to go niche, okay? Just get that in your head now, niche, okay? We're going to be very segmented. We're going to take way more breaks. We're going to plug better help or whatever whatever those guys are plugging over there. Um so yes, get ready for that. But this Thursday is fire up your peacock. Now, what are we watching? Do we make a poll or we do just do we just decide? I think we got to make a poll. We've been doing these polls for a while now. We got to do another just to keep on and be consistent. I so say we just watch two hundred five live. Let's just watch that. That's fast. No, we got to watch a pay per view. Let's pick a good one too. Um, you want to pick a good? And that's question of what considers good and what's considered bad that's a good so point that's a good point it's hard to pick things with you because you sometimes you'll like no this is really good and i'm like no gino you know that's it's notoriously shitty but who knows so let's go through now nathan weller wants us to watch survivor series 2003 now we are getting close to survivor series time and Survivor Series is on a Saturday in 2022, which I think is interesting. Do you think AEW has kind of morphed WWE's opinions on Saturday pay-per-views? I more think that they're trying to get a larger fan base to watch their shows. They do, and maybe they think that Saturdays they can get more eyes on their shows than Sundays. Well, I'd like to point out I've listened to a few episodes of another podcast called Talk Is Jericho, and they had the Young Bucks and Cody on there, and the Young Bucks and Cody. We're talking about how they wanted to do all in on September 1st. I think that was like Labor Day weekend or something. And uh, they were doing like September 1st. And everyone's like, don't do, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go Labor Day weekend. Nobody's in town. Nobody's ordering pay-per-views. You're not going to be able to sell tickets. And they were like, no, screw you guys. We're going to do it anyway. And it worked. So now you notice in 2022, WWE has pay-per-views on Saturdays. And they also have a pay-per-view on Labor Day. So I don't know, Gino. I think that they're listening. Maybe. Interesting idea there. But let us discuss the possible next pay-per-view that we do this nice. Why is SummerSlam in July? What is this? This as a as a loyalist, this is sacrilege. It really is, but they're just changing everything up. It's a whole new WWE. Are you saying it's WWE 2.0? 
Yes, this is Davey 2.0. I, I like it. If it's anything like Tommaso Ciampa, I like it. Okay. I, I see some some suggestions in the in the hat. The hat? The chat. No, that, you know what? It's called the hat. I see some suggestions in the We're gonna hat. We're going to call the chat the hat. What do you think? We just watched Halloween Havoc 2021. Do we do we throw a Halloween Havoc in here? Because I remember 97 with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. The greatest match of all time. And, and someone's got to say that, not me. Somebody's probably saying it out there. What do you think? Do we do we add a Halloween havoc into the into the buffet? Now that that is possible because we still are going to be in that month of December of October right now, dude. It's, it's Peacock so October. Are you forgetting do this? But if we really do so, though, we still have currently both of us still have the Ultimate Insiders of Impact Wrestling. That's true. We do we have TNA. This in mind too. We still have a lot of TNA we could watch and discuss. We could nice watch. Moments. We could watch Japan for Glory. You're right. This could be finally the time where we that sit. People down. may vote for it. I've never watched it. I've never watched it because I was so. I thought it was the death of wrestling. I just thought it was okay. Well, TNA's and I'm kind of right. TNA is not what it used to be. I think that was kind of the last bound for glory. That not even that one. The one before that was the, the last bound for glory. That kind of was on that same level of a major wrestling pay per view. You had to check out. Because it was Kurt Angle pay-per-view. Like, Kurt Angle was on all these shows with TNA, Sting, all these guys. Bound for Glory was a big deal. And then at some point, that stopped. At some point, it went from Kurt Angle, Sting, AJ Styles, all these guys. And it turned into, you know, the, the revolution is fighting Great Muda in a tag match. So, what do we, I think I got to put it on here just, just for my sake. But you got to get one on here, Gino. What are you putting on here? Listen, I think, you know, what we got to put on here... Because again, it's another big, important match. Is going to be Genesis 2006, where we have Kurt Angle's debut pay-per-view match against Samoa Joe. I need you to make sure that's on Ultimate Insiders, because even Nathan was okay, on yeah, there. Double check that. Yeah, right. Nathan was on there the other day, and it does not have every pay-per-view. So, so it, let me double check. I don't want to have to like spend sixty dollars on Fight TV to watch Genesis. I have this on DVD. But I don't know how to make that happen for everyone to watch. So just let me check. Yeah, this I, I bought that on their TV. playlist. So yeah, I, yeah, go to pay per views. Go to two thousand six. Go to the best pay per views ever, because that Eight, match with the Samoa Joe is a banger. The Ducks lost. Yeah, Genesis two thousand six, and then Victory Road. The, the, the no surrender. Then Battle for Four Six. Yeah, it's there. Okay, so it is there. Perfect. Okay, so Genesis oh six is on there. We do have. The Halloween Havoc 97. I'm going to put that on. That's another good show. So we have three good shows. I don't remember the main event of Halloween Havoc. Oh, that's Hogan Sting, your favorite. We can watch Hogan <laughs> yes, Sting. Yes, we get to watch Hogan Sting. Oh, my Sting. gosh. These are When they were in their prime. The these are that's great options. We have Survivor Series 2003, Buried Alive match with Vince and Undertaker. Obviously, the awesome Team Austin versus Team Bischoff for control of Monday Night Raw Survivor Series match. These are awesome. Genesis, uh, Kurt Angle's debut. Also, I think Christian Cage is in the title match against Sting and Abyss. Who's he fighting at Genesis 06? Uh, he fought... No, Christian's fighting AJ, isn't he? I believe that's Christian. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my favorite pay-per-views ever then. Okay. And then Bound for Glory 2014 sucks. We have to watch it. We got to know what's going on with Great Muda and Sonata and a tag team against... James Storm. And who is his partner? Do you even remember Manic? Was it? I don't remember if it was Manic. Tigre Uno? Might have been Tigre. Tigre Uno, maybe? 
fire up your peacock this Thursday. What are we watching? Because I, these are good options. I'm actually excited now. Like we we've been doing this this uh, recording here for a long time, Gino. We're almost at the three hour mark, but we're gonna be way longer than that for fire up your peacock. Those are marathons because we watch a pay-per-view and we discuss it a little bit beforehand. We go through the Meltzer ratings afterwards. If you've never experienced a fire up your peacock, we've only done two, but uh, they're awesome. They're the last one is available on subscribestar.com slash fleeties. Go there and listen to it. It's so fun. Such a good time watching wrestling. Uh, remember berries was the thing that I took away from that last one. Uh, I even, I even messaged you the next day. I was like, Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn was just ECW remember berries because was, yes that's the point that they were in Philly made sense to do it not Sting and Hogan Sting and Hogan where was Halloween Havoc 1997 wasn't it in Philly maybe <laughs> no I don't know where it was but I'm just pointing out that yeah I, I love that even afterwards because I was re-listening to that episode and I just yes. was like come on Gino Everything's remember berries and wrestling. Bully Ray. Not always. Bully Ray in a street fight in Philly is ECW remember berries. Bobby Roode and Kurt Angle is just, well, Bobby Roode is Team Canada remember berries. And Kurt, no, you never, you never talked about Team Canada. Oh, that's all they talked about. All they talked about. Championship wrestling from Hollywood has an event this Sunday. I'm booked, you know. I got plans this weekend. What are you doing Saturday? I have nothing planned this Saturday. Dude, what about GCW? Are they letting you down? Do they not give you anything? There's no event this Saturday, I don't believe. Oh, this, that is bullshit. How come the chop is racist is trending? What does that mean? Oh, the Tomahawk <laughs> chop. No oh, okay. Astros fans brought a giant the chop is racist sign to the World Series. Dear Astros fan with the chop is racist sign, you are the best thing. I'm really proud of you. See, Gino, these are the problems with people. I'm really proud of you. Okay, get out of here. Kick out the old man holding the sign saying the chop is racist. Hell yeah, Chipper Jones, chop on. All right? The chop's not racist. You guys are just sensitive and, and stupid. So you and Joe Gacy can go boo the Braves. These guys cheated to they win a World Series. They need to be series. more inclusive. They are. They're doing a chop. That's Native American stuff. At a game, and then they're trying to get rid of it because it's racist. So what's the difference between inclusive and racist, you know? It's because you need, it's just like the same thing about if you whitewash something or if you do pay homage to something and actually have people of that culture be represented. Yeah, we're representing Native Americans. What, what does that By mean? By being all white people in your team. What do you mean? There's many people of color on the Braves. Are you serious? Ozzy Albies? There, but it, is there enough that we would see this actually as more of a respectful thing? I think thing baseball is Indians. one of the most inclusive sports ever. I look at the NFL as... Black people, some white people, and that's it. I watch baseball. There's Japanese players. There's people from Venezuela, Cuba. But in the bracer, do we have enough Indians where we consider this as Whoa, respect? Whoa, first that's of all, Native thing. Americans or First Peoples or indigenous population, yes, please. Native Americans. Indians, Indians are from India, you piece of shit. We, we Jinder, oh, Jinder Mahal, do you think that's who does this? Do you think Jinder Mahal's doing this? Do you think the Bollywood boys are doing this, Gino? No, and by the way, who cares? And by the way, uh, they have like free health care so what are we talking about Gino? are you serious they may have free health care but they don't live free sadly what do you no mean american what? does live free in this society oh my gosh that's the most liberal thing you've ever said we gotta fix you you know you we all have to pay you sit inside you sit inside and watch wrestling all day and you was you just oh what's on twitter oh that must be true open your eyes just a smidge you know 
This is the freest country that there's ever been, bar none. The only reason this country exists is because we want a religious freedom from the Church of England and all that shit. We got it. Now we're here. Now I get persecuted for being a Christian. And meanwhile, I'm being told the Trump's racist. Meanwhile, people are aborting babies in millions, okay? The number one industry in America right now is probably killing your own baby and then telling me it's your right to do so because you don't want to be a mom yet. So come on, Gino. This is the freest country ever, my friend. You can kill a baby and people will call you a hero. Like, this is amazing. You can do a tomahawk chop at a game because you're representing Native Americans. I guess that's true. But again, we need to move on from this nice topic of somehow we get from sports to tomahawk chop to killing babies. I thought the chop, I thought the chop is racist was going to be uh, like a Ric Flair thing. <laughs> that's why I clicked on it. I was all excited. Like, what is happening here? Why are people calling Ric Flair's chop racist now? Because uh, it's not racist, you know. He he would chop people of all all races and creeds. Bad News Allen did not like getting chopped by Flair, but he would do it to Bad News, just like he would do it to anyone else. Ricky Steamboat, who's also Hawaiian. So wrestling is inclusive, just like the Atlanta Braves. As they should always be, as all sports Name something should. that isn't inclusive, actually. Can you do that? Because even the KKK has black members, so... Like I, I want to know what people when they people are like, oh, representation matters and we need to be inclusive. Where is the thing in society that's not inclusive? Social media. Social media is the most. Actually, you're right. They hate white people on social media. That's actually a very good call. White people aren't allowed to be on socials. I don't even open Twitter anymore. You know, you know who else told me not to open Twitter? Your friend Steve Macklin. He's like, oh, I just promote wrestling shows on there. It's like I can't even. As you should, you should just be promoting your stuff. Don't but, really use it. Just I can't even scroll. This. Like, what's the point of using a hashtag if you don't want to read the, what other people are saying? You just want to use it, and hopefully they read your stuff and don't call you a racist because that's all yep. this world is, Gino. Yep. Oh, all right, this isn't niche enough. All right, we got to get back to the niche. Yes, we got to get back to niche. Bring we got to talk about what we really should bring be up wrestling. Inc. Bring up wrestling. We already, we... We already talked about BFG. I want to talk more about so. Uh, I hated Steve Macklin on Chris' show. I hated. Um, I liked Moose, even though he was annoying with his TV on. Aria Davari, that's the big one. How come Aria Davari? Why did? Why don't you think he worked? It, was it just because it was he was a two hundred five live guy and it was easy to get rid of those come come chopping time? Even though he had actual character, and I loved what they were doing with him and maybe just didn't know if they should keep him which i hated because like he was doing great work his whole stuff where he was like kind of in the mafia ish yeah like not mafia but like yeah yes he was cool and like they were doing some but then maybe just didn't want to carry out with that they're like oh he's just a 205 live guy no one's gonna care about him being gone well, and he was be like me, cared. He said he was shocked. Like I actually cared. I liked Arya Davari. I thought there was a lot more to do with him. I like Mansoor too. So I, like, you know, I yeah, I man. like I like some of these guys that people might not think are are marketable or like Ry- Ryback doesn't think uh, Mansoor is very marketable. But I even think Fuck I, I think we could have got Arya Davari over. All right, I'm being honest. I actually really I think Arya so Divari. too. And even him on 205 Live, him and he even said he was shocked when he got released because him and Tony Nice were that show they were that brand they were holding up 205 live they were the only yeah, ones who the got, 205 live oh geez they were the only ones who got any promo time it just seemed like a perfect fit to have these guys be the faces of 205 live and they would be kind of the gatekeepers of their own brand so when they got released they were both shocked like whoa tony nee yep. seemed like he was really excited to be released he was like thank god and even uh ari sterling again my boy the ari, sauce. he yeah. was surprised too but he 
said a tweet like, I came in and I worked and I'm going to be on TV, but I'm not. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was so strange. How... I got to work and I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, they they did this one match. He was on look, TV. It's like, yeah, I'm not here anymore. You and I were the only ones watching 205 Live, right? I'm, yes, I'm convinced we of that. Nobody watches that show. I don't watch it anymore. However, as we get more niche, I think maybe we're gonna we'll, have to. we'll check we're gonna have in. to watch our new boys. Then. Yeah, we'll check in on some 205 Live. As we get more niche, we'll watch more MLW. I'm like two episodes behind on that. I watched my boy win the belt, and I haven't watched it ever since. So, uh, Well, no, I did watch it. Yeah, he was talking to Dario Cueto. But yes, I, yeah. I made sure you guys saw the spot with Dario Cueto talking to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you showed it to me. About I said, it. Be like, it's him talking in the room. I, I do. DLP, the violence. I do like alexander hammerstone i think he's perfect to build that brand around i don't want to lose spot too it's funny like i we we bashed wwe like a lot and you know i was even watching i was getting mad at you know the way we criticized wwe isn't fair every time because we have to remember like i was at walmart and i saw like a wwe backpack and i'm looking at it and i'm thinking like i would never buy that like i'm not that age to buy the backpack anymore. And then I walked by the toys cause I was getting my son a Paw Patrol toy and they had a bunch of WWE stuff. And I just remembered I'm not their target demographic. I don't think so when Malachi black says survivor series 2003, it's written, it's up there. It's up on the poll. Nathan, you gotta go. I wonder vote. if it's going to win because Nathan wants it. I wonder twitter.com slash is the only way we're going to know what we're going to watch. Yes. Right? So that poll's only up for 36 hours so make sure you get your votes in people because on thursday like midday we're going to find out what we're watching and i have a feeling that it's not survivor series 2003 i have a feeling bound for glory is finally going to win we just maybe we just watched an amazing bound for glory two weeks ago i think it's time and we just watched a really good bound for glory this past saturday so we're gonna be like we gotta watch a bad we gotta watch a terrible bound for glory as in japan for glory but as I was saying, I can't remember exactly what I was saying, Gino. What the hell was I talking about? You're talking about how Davey is not our target. Yes, we're not the demo. We're not. And AEW it's can kids. do they can do being the elite episodes where they go to Walmart and go, wow, the, hey, all the AEW stuff is sold out. There was none at this Walmart that I was at. There was no shelf space for it. It was all WWE. They even had a little placard that had a WWE logo. Like, you know, it was like Power Rangers, Legos, and then like WWE stuff. WWE might be bigger than ever, and we're just stupid. We're over here being like, how could they fire Braun and Bray Wyatt? And Vince is like, we gotta make more Roman Reigns shit, damn it. Like, he knows what's selling, dude. Yeah, and that's thing, like, he knows the market, he knows the fan base that he cares about, which is the target demo, which is children for him, because that's gonna grow people interested to watch more of this. And as they grow older, they're going to eventually have kids, too. And those kids are going to be interested to watch this. It's going to keep going. It's going to never end. Well, and never I remember cycle. on some interview, he said, we listened to the fans. And, of course, all the fans got so annoyed. No, that's not that stupid. I think he's so right because I remember watching w- Woken Matt Hardy had that match. Remember his first match on Raw? And the crowd was crickets. Like, no, nobody cared. Here's this thing that the internet's been buzzing for. We need Broken Matt Hardy. Okay, here's Broken Matt. And the crowd is just yawning the whole match. We talk about, we need to have longer women's matches. And then we do have kind of a good match. I mean, it was in Saudi Arabia, so who knows. But Dewdrop and Zelina were having a match. And I swear to God, the crowd was asleep. Like, it's just, 
I, I think Arabia. I think he's listening to. Well, they woke up for the uh, for the Bianca Belair match, so I think that's, I think they they never saw something like that before. Triple threat, maybe that's surprise. They knew one on <laughs> just one adding one woman really different. Adding one woman really shocked them. They were like, it Whoa. changes it. It shocks them because that's a third person. This don't is, see I don't know what's going to happen with a third person. If it was one on one, I'd be bored. Luckily, one extra person's here. But it changes the entire dichotomy I, of the match. I, I, Anything think, could happen. I think there is there's differences in, in meters and people who go on Twitter and yell about wrestling or people that get on Steven Larson and yell about wrestling, people that make cultaholic videos and yell about WWE. Like all of these channels and outlets that exist represent such a small minority, whereas Vince probably walks out to a sold out arena and listens to what people are cheering for and what they're booing for. So if Drew Gulak is going out there with Angel Garza and you and I are like, holy shit, we're getting a Drew Gulak and Angel Garza match two weeks in a row. Like you and I are fired up. Meanwhile, in the arena, you can hear somebody on their phone. It's that's probably all the, the, the measuring they need. It probably is that they just pay attention to each crowd. They could see how much consistently it's getting no reaction or getting a reaction. That's why I do feel, even though some people don't see it, they don't see how my boys are top guys. They're going to be top guys. Mason T-Bark get a reaction every time, one way or the other. They're going to be in <laughs> there on the show every week, one way or the other. It's going to happen. They're going to get reactions. They're going to be top star. They're not getting reactions, bro. <laughs> they are. You I'm... get to hear boos or cheers no one offense. way or the other. No, no offense. They're not getting reactions. You need reactions. to watch that match. I, I know that, even I know that you... Well, I watched you remember them come when out. we super kicked you right in the a face? A new follower, Shiza or Shiza. And he's probably going to agree with me. I watched several tag team gauntlet matches with Mason T-Bar when they were walking to the ring. Nobody cared. And, they it's, look, do and it's not their fault. I'm going to say that a hundred times. It's not their fault that they were given a, a, a road to Valhalla gimmick. Oh, we're Mad Max. Like, I thought we were supposed to be Antifa. No, we're Mad Max. Okay. Um, why do we have stupid names? Well, because my name is Mustafa. Like, that's actually a pretty clever gimmick. My name is Mustafa Ali, and everybody hates my name. I'm giving you guys names that everybody's going to hate. That's a really well, good idea. What's not that they hate his name. They were saying his name wrong. And they're treating him like shit. So they're like, we got to give you names that people are going to try and make fun of and talk down to. You have to prove that you're more than just this name. And they have. No, I did they it right. I, I understood the storyline, you know. Like, you know, they have. Like, no, that's not it. He gave them a gimmick. Themselves. He made like that's why Ali named them those things because they were stupid. Like everyone thought Ali was stupid, so they had these. But w what's the first part of that story? Mustafa Ali. Once they got rid of him, why weren't they given new names? Why did they help MVP that one night and not join the Hurt Business? <laughs> like, there's so many weird little things that happened with Mason T-Bar where I can look at them and say these guys could be way, way further along than where they are. Dio cut that promo with Kayla. You know, I need competition, and that doesn't exist. I'm going to smash everybody here. Like, he cut he cut a great promo, but he's still wearing guy liner. So we're, we're so close, you know, to saving your friend. We're so close to saving your Twitch friend. But I don't think we're there yet. We're going to get there soon because, again, we haven't seen him since that promo. So, again, now that we're in this new season of SmackDown, we're going to see him hopefully this Friday give this big eventual main event push where he may face Roman. He could be because they're going to need somebody to set up for Roman and Brock, which is going to probably happen at WrestleMania. Roman and Drew at WrestleMania. Why can't you see that? 
I think they're gonna do Roman and Drew before maybe. And they're gonna have Roman and Brock and me. Maybe. We're all, Drew's been losing a lot, so I think he's about to go on a little streak of wins here. Probably including your boy Mace. But we'll see what no, happens. I think Mace. Race Mace needs to be rebranded. That's just the thing with him, is he's not gonna get a push until he comes out with something different. His name is Mace. He needs to have a name. Like Dio Madden is a fine name. Even just Dio would be okay. But listen, if but if you see this, if you see like WrestleMania, main event. I can't Hulk see Mace Hogan there. versus Mace. I can't see Mace there. I know that you liked Mace because he talked to you on Twitch, but I just I don't <laughs> see him as the main eventer right now. Like I think he can get there. He needs a new gimmick. I'm even okay with that samurai bullshit you were talking about. If he came out as a sure. samurai every week, I'd be like, that'd be sweet. I would love yes. that. But right now he Stone comes out with Guy Steve Liner. Austin versus the Shogun. That would be cool. Yeah. That could be a main event WrestleMania. So there we go. The Shogun, you should go back to. I would love it. I think that would be okay. And even Ty Jack, maybe not even the Feast Your Eyes gimmick, but uh, like when he was in, he like, still does, he, again, since you missed his match, he did do the boot, so it said time to fly. So he did kind of go back oh, to some of his Oh, he said time to fly. Stuff. Oh, he yes, kind of let that's it That's what he used in. to do back in day. So he's kind of slipping into it, but still being Tima. Yeah. But kind of still being Die Jack. I so want him to be. I know that if we could be more niche for a second, I watched him versus Biff Busick and Beyond Wrestling, and yeah. that's the Die Jack. That's the Die Jack that I want. I, I think that would be fine just to have Vanilla Good Guy Die Jack, Big Man. I know that uh, Matt Morgan wasn't very successful, but I loved Matt Morgan. I guess because when we watched Bound for Glory, I realized yes, how you, awesome Matt Morgan saw that was. Matt Morgan was good. So he wasn't like the best, but he was like really good. No, he was the best. I don't know why you had to say it like that. He was the best. Him and Mickey James are my two all-time favorites. <laughs> I can't believe you like Mickey James, by the way. I, I'm gonna name this. I liked her, but again, now she's older and she how old is be she? How old is, how old is Mickey James? That she's not. She's Let's too see old to be right champion. Now. Let's see how she beat Diana, who's younger and hungrier than her. How much younger is she? So Mickey James is 42 years old. And Deanna Perazzo is probably my age, I'm assuming. Maybe 31, maybe. Probably. Oh, she's born in 94. She's a kiddo. She's got a whole career in front of her. Yes, she's younger and hungrier. She deserves a push. She's got a push. She's the number one woman's wrestler on the brand, except Mickey James. I was the champion. <laughs> so there's a, But look at this. There's 15 more years. Of Deanna until she gets to where Mickey is. So don't worry, Gino. She's not going anywhere. Like, if anything, maybe she's maybe she's not signing a contract and she's like, I'm all elite. So let's. That, I would hate that. I would hate that too. I, I need more people to come to Impact. And I know that I you. Would... I would love so badly for Britt to come to Impact because Britt and Deanna, I think, would have an amazing match. That would be the only thing that would like her at AEW4, but they are not. They shouldn't have her have to sign AEW. There's no way Britt is leaving AEW. I listen to Adam Cole on this podcast called Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Yes, and there, there's no way Britt and they're him. They're leaving. All right, unless they break up, then yeah, obviously. One of them's <laughs> going to break up. Too. They're not going to break up. One of them's got to make an impact at that point. All right, I guess one of us has to go. And I have a feeling it'll be Britt. So, either, either way, Gino, there's no reason Mickey James can't be a – she's a credible women's champion, okay? I, I love her as the champion right now. She's, if she was you, – you want to you do this? If Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson can have matches, I'm okay with Mickey having matches because at least Mickey's still in good shape. And that was a really good match. If it was a really sloppy match and, you know, oh, man, that was just – TWFS says, Vlitis, you're so amazing. Oh, Kevin's amazing. I love Kevin. He and I, do you, 
Gino, guess what? What? Tomorrow, the whole effing show immediately. Is Dynamite on tomorrow? Please tell me it's on. Tomorrow, Dynamite will be on tomorrow. We'll be live <sighs> from coast w- to coast. I wanted to watch hockey. Time. I wanted to watch hockey tomorrow. I thought we had TNT NHL. What happened? Nope, now it's no more. It's no more NHL. Tomorrow. All right. What about the World A-W- Series? Is the World Series still going to be on TBS? Probably still on TBS. Oh, I don't think it's moving to TNT. On the so Hose channel. See this great match, this great show, especially one great match we have so far for tomorrow night. Big Bobby Fish. Poor kids are just CM as bright Punk. and just as talented as white kids. Zane KX with a mana spell. He wants me to take a sip of water here. Bobby Fish is fighting who? CM Punk. Because they had that big setup from Dynamite Whoa, last Saturday. Where too soon. What? Yes, this quick. Right Why are they doing that so match. fast? That's that's WrestleMania worthy, dude. It is a big pay-per-view worthy match. But again, this is going to be building up for this match. that Somehow this is going to set up for Punk versus Wardlow. I that I don't understand shitty. how that's don't gonna set that, up for that. I don't want that. Um, but that is on the paper. That was on the uh, little paper that Tony Khan had. That was just sometimes I do that. Sometimes I just write names of guys that are gonna fight. Like I, I used to yes. do that with my action figures. I would sit there and I would have toys and I would kind of write down, okay, Undertaker and Jericho were the main event of SmackDown. And then the next week on SmackDown, I'd say, okay, well they had a one on one match. Now they're gonna have a ladder match. So, yeah, yes. sometimes Tony probably does that. He's probably just like me. It's not that it's for real. CM Punk versus Wardlow. That sounds yes. terrible. Wardog versus Punk. It's going to be great. Is that, is that, was that what you want? Is that like, because no. I need Daniel Garcia to get his win back. Like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know why he loses to CM Punk and doesn't get a rematch. Who's Punk's first loss? Is it Wardlow? It's going to be MJF. You think so? You think MJF gets the first? I think they're doing this whole Wardlow thing because so it's going to be CM Punk versus MJF later down the line that CM Punk's going to have they? MJF. What do you mean this whole Wardlow thing? Have they started that already? I haven't nope. seen. It's just from what Tony Khan had written down on the Oh, okay. So just because we saw it on the paper. Because even like, that look, he's fighting Bobby Fish tomorrow. Who's to say he doesn't lose tomorrow? I don't think they're going to push Bobby Fish already like that big of a moment. To Who's be, like, Having that on a dynamite. Who's younger? Having CM Punk's loss to be on dynamite. Who's younger, Bobby? Bobby Fish has got to be younger. Bobby right? Fish, I believe, is younger than Punk. Is. All right, I think we need to push. The, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give your speech. Hot young talent, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Is why do, why do we need some old, old, like past his prime? Nobody. Like, sure, if you want to bring in like the old WWE fans, then yeah, CM Punk will yes, get the win. Just bring in but, those big fans. That but if you like good wrestling, if you like good in ring, pure wrestling. Former yep. Redragon tag champ, uh, many Redragon. That was the promotion was Redragon. Many many a tours in um, Combat Americas or whatever. Uh, Bobby Fish <laughs> deserves. He is the rightful heir to the AEW throne. That's a good Gino impression. I mean, that's a fine one, I guess. If you come on, you don't like Bobby that. Fish? What's wrong with yes, you? I do like Bobby Fish. I'm a big fan of Bobby Fish, especially with him having. You don't like any wrestlers that like. You don't like Mickey James. You don't like Bobby. Fish. You're over here telling I me I do Mace, like Bobby Fish, but Mace, I'm not saying he CM should be Punk CM are the only good wrestlers. This what? is it. Mace and CM Punk. Those are the only two good. And Macklin. Oh. Those are the only ones you like. No, I like. There are many wrestlers that I like. David, who's your favorite wrestler? Ever, right ever, oh, ever, Stone Cold. Why? Why do you like Stone Cold over The Rock? What's your problem? <laughs> well, we now had to compare the two. The reason for Stone Cold over The Rock is because when I was young, one of the big matches I remember 
is Highway to Hell, SummerSlam, Undertaker versus Stone Cold. And from that match on, Stone Cold has been one of my favorites. What's, is, that, is that your favorite match ever? What's your favorite match ever? That is a really good question. And it's funny because, like, I think for me, it's always been the same answer forever. It's it's uh, Rock Austin at WrestleMania 19. Now, a lot of people it go, would... people go, 17's better. I hate, I don't like the ending. I think that the complete story that their match at 19, it, that's what I like about wrestling. I like heel rock putting on Austin's vest and fighting with the vest on Lawler's commentary is perfect. It compliments the match so well. And then the behind the scenes stuff, Austin was in the hospital the day before it's Austin's final wrestling match, which is, you know, Hey, you like Austin. And it just, it, and the, the end moment for those who had the WrestleMania 20 DVD, the shot of the rock talking to Austin at the end of the match, just letting him know, thank you for everything you've done for my career. I love you, buddy. You know, this was great. And the Rock jobs at Goldberg next month. Austin never wrestles again, although he comes back and uh, becomes like the general manager. It was just such this perfect conclusion to the child, my childhood era of watching wrestling. Because after that, it was like, okay, who's my new favorite wrestler? I like this Randy Orton guy. I like this AJ Styles guy in TNA. But the Rock would like raised me, kind of. I can understand, and I'm still like looking through and thinking about my favorite match of all time, and I think it might have to be Rick and Sean, Rick Flair, Shawn Michaels. At, at WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that good match. match. And, and did you did you have, like, did you tear up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying... It was a sad moment when he retired, but then he didn't retire. <laughs> to, there's got to be moments in I know that I did an episode with Joe Poppy where I talked about moments in wrestling that, like, made me cry as far as matches like Eddie and Chris didn't make me cry when they were hugging each other at the end of Mania, but it was a cool moment. Uh, I know when Rock beat Hogan, I cried because I was in a house full of people rooting for Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and when The Rock did it, because I didn't think The Rock was going to be able to do it, uh, it made me very, very happy. I cried when Benoit beat The Rock because Shane McMahon cheated, and I was fucking furious, and I thought I was never gonna. That might have been it, you know. I was never gonna watch wrestling again. And then luckily, Chris yeah, luckily Commissioner Foley came out and restarted the match because I have a feeling they knew that every kid ran into their room and got onto their rock bed sheets and was fucking weeping. Like that was it I for think me. Every real kid that was a real fan of wrestling as a kid, they're like, yes, Chris Benoit, chip. Then he lost. Not in 2000. He was a dirty <laughs> heel. Him and Shane McMahon, they were awful. They were mean people. Because like, they want to take over and steal WWE and make WWE better by making WCW, ECW. <laughs> well, no, that was before that. That was a year before that. But that was before the invasion. It was that. yeah, the radicals, bro. Oh, uh, it about. was just the radicals. That's right. It wasn't just them trying to take the rest. Yeah, yeah. But Benoit broke his neck before that whole invasion bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, I, look at me. See, I remember some shit. <laughs> yeah, you remember some. <laughs> my memory is all kind of janked up from you're, music. I watch so much wrestling. Yeah, you're you're bringing shit up. And you're always like, you don't remember ego. <laughs> Ego's one of my favorite things from me. You know, I remember Ego. Meanwhile, you're like, yeah, remember Benoit was in the invasion? No, he broke his neck, remember? He did the headbutt through the table, and when he landed, he, he couldn't feel his legs, and he was so scared, and then he broke his neck. And then, and then I think it was like the week the week after Triple H tore his quad or something. It was crazy. That, that whole thing was snake pit from the beginning, Gino. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers just keep on injuring themselves one way or the other, even today. 
it's uh, we can keep going because now I just want to get into a whole discussion. I'm like, come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Oh, the elixir bomb. He, that's a mandate spell. People are still loving this. People are enjoying well, us talking. And that's this. what because that's what I was even thinking was like when I think of my favorite match, it's so quick and easy for me to say that. It's almost I think would be a more fun game is to actually like pick a guy. Like, what's your favorite Mick Foley match? What's your favorite this? Because it is hard to just say, like, if somebody asks you, like, what's your favorite match ever? Like, I have my one, but if you were like, what's your favorite, what's your second favorite one? I probably wouldn't have one off the top of my head. Probably Rock Hogan. But, I, you know, it is it is a different way to look at things. Because uh, when you think of even, like, a Shawn Michaels, like, what's your favorite Shawn Michaels match? Is it the Ric Flair one? I don't know why I said it like that. Um yeah. Because even thinking like of Sean versus Austin, I remember seeing that match after it had happened. And I, I didn't really respect the greatness of HBK until like he was com- like drugged out commissioner on Raw. And then you would watch some of the highlights of who this guy was. You're like, this guy was like really good. And then that match he had with Austin was so fucking good. And you learn he had a broken back. Such a great match. What's your favorite Undertaker match? There's a good quiz question. Is it him and Vince McMahon? It would probably be Taker and Sean, the first one. The very first one? Well, heaven and hell idea. You had the whole demon and then the angel. Bad Blood, 97. I'm in the Mania match. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, the, the first, first one? Mania match was like the heaven and hell idea. Like that Taker's coming out from underground. Sean versus Taker, Royal Rumble, 98. Probably my favorite one where Sean broke his back. Career was almost over. Didn't jump for four years later. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite Taker match. Yeah, I think that Taker Sean stuff was good. It's funny. I was even like trying to remember, like, what's my favorite Taker match? I know, I know, Kevin hated it. I really like Taker and Edge at Mania. I thought that was a good. Actually, match. Actually, if we consider a cinematic match to be matched, my actual favorite Taker match is Taker AJ. What? That you're not you mean? What's that your favorite? Such a good match. What's your favorite AJ match? Uh, AJ Nakamura in uh, New Japan. New Japan. I do that. That Unbreakable match is so good. It's right up there, but yeah, that singles match I really love. Is that your what's your what's your favorite New Japan match? Because out of all the New Japan stuff I've seen, it is tough for me. Because like what everyone says is this great match. Like that Okada Omega match is not that good. Okay, which one? The 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 first one I think it was like forty nine minutes long. It was this epic match. Five stars. Meltzer loved it. And oh, that was that was the draw one. I, no, I don't know if it was. The, was it a draw at the end? I think Okada won. There was one of them was a draw, which was really good. I think Okada uh, won. Uh, New Japan. Match. But but ultimately, what I mean what I mean by that is, I remember seeing that match, and I agreed with what Bully Ray had said, where it's like, why is there no countouts happening? Why why are they allowed to do all these things? And like the rules are just kind. It was the most WWE match ever in New Japan. Where oh we don't want it to end by countout we're they're letting them go here like it was just it was so random but my favorite New Japan matches probably wouldn't be any of these ones that people consider to be great like to to get a taste of where I'm coming from I thought Jeff Cobb versus Okada was awesome a couple months ago I forget the name Grand Slam I think is where it was at they tore it down they wrestled for like 25 minutes I was like Jeff Cobb can wrestle that long I. I'm actually really thinking about this New Japan match. Naito, really Naito Okada match. was better than Omega. There's so many great Naito matches. Okada matches. Bushi is great. The whole I don't think story. O- I'm going to say this. I don't think Omega's ever had a good match in New Japan. <laughs> say that. 
all of the th- all these matches people tell me that are great in New Japan, I don't like. It's the ones Have that you ever, people like, looked into the whole story of the Golden Lovers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I watched the. Yeah, like I... that's like his. The story is great. Like Kenny Omega is good at storytelling. Have they ever had a one-on-one match though? Him and Ibushi. They have. I don't think him and Ibushi ever have. Yeah, they never have. They're always. They're always friends. They're. They're waiting. This is all going to pay off eventually. What do you mean they're good at storytelling? They were in a tag team. They broke there was out. a long time story because like, they did have one-on-one. I think it started off with them wrestling each other for the first time ever, and I. And that's where Kenny fan. turned heel. And they get they started off this. They worked together. They liked working with each other. Yeah, like there's this whole like video documentary explaining the whole thing. Yeah, the recount. I know. Yes, Kevin Kelly. I know. (laughs) Kevin Kelly. There's actually another YouTuber explaining the gold. Oh no, I was talking about the actual New Japan. Yeah, the recount one one was Kevin Kelly trying to explain. It's interesting. Yeah, What's Kevin, wrong with Kevin Kelly trying to explain the company that he works for? What are you ta- again, like, I prefer him on comedy. You like Brian Zane. You want to listen to these guys talk about New Japan fucking nerds. But, when, but again, the moment when like Kenny was going to turn on him, like fully turn on Ibushi and help Bullet Club was a big moment. Dude, were like, you? Like, they looked each other in the eyes. They're like, really? He actually did really screw over Ibushi. He still does. What about Brian Zane with this fucking Reign of Terror video? Now, I didn't realize the Reign of Terror was like this viral thing that everybody knew. Because again, yeah, Triple H. again, I'm like 13 years old. I'm not really Googling what, what do wrestling nerds think on the internet. I'm just watching it. And I got to go to baseball practice. So I, I, Triple H as a heel champion through that whole time was one of the main reasons you watched the show. You were hoping somebody would beat this fucking asshole. I remember one night I got to stay up late to watch Kane versus Triple H when Kane lost his mask. And I thought this whole reign was amazing. But, of course, there's internet nerds out there that are like, oh, he buried so-and-so, he buried so-and-so, he buried so-and-so. Who did he bury that, like, didn't have a successful career? Well, in WWE, Booker T. Booker T had an amazing career in WWE. What do you mean? The biggest thing he did when his career was when he became King Booker. Yeah, exactly. He should have become world champion at that WrestleMania, though. We all know that it should have happened. Yeah. That the storyline made sense for him to to win the match, but we can't just say he should have won. Like, look, I agree. I was a big Booker T fan. He had the Hungry Man commercial, mashed potatoes, corn and pudding. We all love Booker T, but I, I in my head, I we can't just say, well, he should have won because look what we got after that. We still got Triple H's champion. Kevin Nash showed up for that Hell in a Cell. Triple H and Goldberg had a program. We we kept having. Look, Raw is a heel champion territory, okay? So that's what we were doing at that time. So even though, but you can't say it, Booker T still had a great career after that. Like when I think of a burial, I think of a guy who probably was going to get to the top and then he didn't. Like who did Triple H really hold down? Maven? Again, was it Maven? <laughs> gold Dust. What do you mean Gold Dust? Did he bury Gold Dust during that a, time? When he was getting that push, remember Gold Dust had the whole stutter? And you just made fun of the stutter because, again, the whole thing of the stutter gimmick was a stupid segment that the WWE produced. They're like, we're going to make fun of you. Even though you're finally getting this championship match, then you never get the chance to win because you never win the world title. And the only title he's ever really won now is the Sammy Vlog Championship. Goldust? Yeah, Dustin's the Mo- uh, multi-time, cha- multi-time intercontinental champion, multi-time but tag won champion. The world title. So why are you so telling me the only? Title. So why is the biggest title some nonsense? The intercontinental title is a because big he, title. What do you mean? It why? used to be a big title for it's, him, but like then now again, when you look at his career, yes, he's ITC champion, tag team champion, never world champion, and the time when he was going to be in that big push, Triple H just 
buries his character. Stuttering Goldust. You thought Stuttering Goldust was going to be in the main event. That was never going to happen. They it was were... going to be Goldust versus Triple H. It could have happened. Goldust should have won. And then he could have lost his stutter because he has the championship. Like, the gold made him better. Yeah, he wasn't going to be... The gold to... fixed. I don't think he was going to be WWE champion. There were some times where Goldust probably could have been. I do think 96 era, if he had worked with Sean a little bit, maybe... But I, I don't think 2003 Goldust was – he wasn't even in the company very much longer. He was, he was on pills and shit. Yes, he almost got again, fired after the plane ride from hell in 02. Yes. But again, he should have. So that's your – Says so, Gino, you are a psychopath. Goldust should not have been world champion. Yeah, even Black Rain sucked. So, yeah, there's, there's no – like, that one doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm looking at every month when he was champion where people are like, oh, he held – like people, you know, he beat RVD and people were like, RVD was so hot. He should have been champion. He still had a fantastic career and eventually did win that championship. Then he smoked pot in a car. And Kane, Kane had an amazing career afterwards. Like, it wasn't like you lose to Triple H and then you go back to OVW, must have the Spirit Squad. But other than that, I mean, during this reign of terror, he was having kick ass matches, I think. Maybe, but again, like that's the, it's all about hindsight and when you really look into it. So maybe eventually we should look into a pay-per-view where he was during this reign of terror. But since you did bring up New Japan <laughs> matches. Survivor Series, o- Survivor Series 03 is on the poll. <laughs> so people could choose that. But what I'm saying, like, since we did bring up New Japan, I'm actually going to say probably my favorite New Japan match was for Wrestle Kingdom 13, Omega versus Don Hush. Uh, I have to rewatch that one. I don't remember that, it's, it's that very, really very clearly. That was that. a good Kenny Omega match, a great New Japan match. Uh, yeah, it's I, worth rewatching. I'll check it out. Yeah, because a lot of the Kenny Omega stuff, I just it's okay. Like even him and Jericho was was good, but it it was the same thing that Bully Ray complained about, where like Jericho made sure that it was like just make it an ODQ because this is fucking stupid. Like you guys don't know how to do matches because we're outside the <laughs> ring for ten minutes and nobody's doing anything about it. Uh, so well, there is a twenty count, so that's like they can't really worry about the twenty count too much. Sure, like well, yeah. Seconds as long as as long as there's a referee counting, I'll believe that there's a twenty count. But you can't just tell me there's a twenty count and then not count. So then, like for five seconds, not count. But then like that's one second. Yeah, in five seconds, more two seconds. I don't know. I'm still on this rant of terror. I think Brian Zane sucks. <laughs> he is, does. Is he your favorite? Is that what this is? Is you like him? <laughs> Not really. He I didn't really make, like Brian. He didn't make like, a video about Jerry Lynn. I, I'm going to make uh, my video about how Jerry Lynn should have been a world champion in 2011. So once I make that, I think I think I think I'll finally win you over. <laughs> yes, we should all have people talk about more how Jerry Lynn should have been world champion. Oh, it's so obvious to these people. All right, everybody, it's super late. I got to be yes, up for work yes. in six hours. Well, not even six hours, actually. Pff, well, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> so yeah, everybody, thank you so much for coming in. This is the last episode ever of Leedies. Ever, Gino. One this, no, this is it. I'm telling you, this is it, okay? The the paint splatter behind me, I love it. Uh, but this is it. We're done, okay? Unless Vleeties 2.0 debuts next Tuesday at this time. Chobo.live slash Vleeties. Make sure you're there. We got to be more niche. Long, catch the buzz. Feel the oh, sting. Hand in hand. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We got to be niche, Gino. Can't we be more niche? And we can and we will, and we will look forward to this Tuesday. But we also will be looking forward to this Thursday. We might go a little bit earlier since it will be a longer Hell day yeah. for one way or the other. Very good call. If you're listening live or on the podcast, get on, get in Discord because Discord is where I will say, like, hey, we're live, or go on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash bleedies, B 
because we are watching a three-hour pay-per-view, sometimes almost three and a half hours. So yep. we'll probably start early. That's normally what yep. happens on these. So that means you sadly will have to miss Impact everybody a little bit, but you can watch it back thanks to Impact Insiders, Ultimate Insiders. They didn't give me a fucking promo code. I'm gonna message Scott Demore again. I think Scott. We got all promote Impact. Like, dude, I, I people watch this show because of me. All right, I, like, I swear <laughs> the reason. I swear people watch it because of me, and I know that not many people do. But I even got Nathan asking about Impact, and Nathan hates yes. Impact. So that's one. There's one. We're gonna Scott. slowly become almost right up there with total nonstop rest. Yo, We're total nonstop Impact. Yeah, the, oh, total nonstop Victor. That's what they call it. That's right. Can you believe those guys pretend they don't watch WWE? Are there really fans? I'm out sure there? they might actually not. That's the. I think they're serious sometimes. There's wrestling fans watch. who are that exist that don't even check in on WWE. Like those people, they're just diehard because like they didn't have three days free. They have three nights free of their time. You have every night if you just watch Impact. You, <laughs> but I watch all wrestling. That's you can have every you just, night if you just watch you just one watch, show. If you just watch BTI and Impact, you probably have an amazing social life. You're like, yes, oh no! That's I don't. Thing, but now wrestling's taken over my entire life. Yeah, now that there's WWE all these nights of the week, you and you even watch the other shit, Gino. You watch Joe. Yes, I do. Until you get a job somewhere, you're not like that's when it hits you, Gino. When you don't have all that free time, when you yeah. get an hour lunch and you watch a half hour of Raw, and that's like, okay, I'll watch the rest later. And then you get on here and you're like, I didn't watch Raw, but I watched Halloween Havoc. Like it'll happen, <laughs> you know. Once you get that job at the bank, we've been talking about. Are you gonna be a banker? I may be some form of banker, some form of like worker at some point. I just need to get back there and look for a job again. What are you gonna do? You're gonna start Twitch streaming. What happened? Are you gonna be? Are I need to. Be I need to. I need to work on this space of mine, and then get back into stream. But again, I still actually clean up this whole shit show of a room I got here. Perfect. Well, then, so then you're going live on Thursday, right? Right before we go, you're gonna be live all day. Who knows? Gino, you gotta start your life, all right? I listen, you gotta listen to Insight, okay, by my cousin Chris Van Vliet, Because I do, I actually listen to it pretty much like around when I sleep, just like EC3 does. Did you listen how to grow your tw- your Instagram following? I didn't listen that one. I've been, I just listened to the EC3 because I watched the Moose. Did you listen how to get your podcast over 40 million downloads? Did you listen to those episodes? Not yet. I need to. I need to listen. You know, I'm just saying, all right, that's why there's a rebrand happening, okay? I listened to like two podcasts that weren't wrestling related. And I was I just listened to him. I was like, okay, let's see what he, these are about. Let's get some insight. And by the way, Chris ends each he begins and ends each day with gratitude. Okay, Gino. So I'm thankful for Spectrum Internet high speeds. I really appreciate it. I pay a little extra than I used to at my last place because I'm in a house now. And for some reason, you need more internet in a house than in an apartment. But I'm grateful that I'm able to get that internet. Uh, I'm grateful for uh, my job. You know, I do have a very good job right now. Uh, this is serious. So it's nice that I finally have a job that I like because previously it was a job that I hated. I've always had jobs that I hate, and I finally have one that I like. So that's that's fun. And then I guess the other portion, the other thing I'm grateful for is uh, NXT Halloween Havoc. You know, very good show. Uh, I You know, it's one of those things where I may not be in the biggest wrestling mood, but I thought, okay, you know, Halloween Havoc's tonight. Let's check it out. So I got to watch Halloween Havoc, and then I got to talk about it Live on Trovo.live slash Vleeties on the season finale of Vleeties, the series finale. You know, this is a huge deal. Huge deal, Gino. It really, it really is a huge deal, man. And for me, I feel that I am have gratitude. I'm grateful for being here in this moment in time with you, my close personal friend, Vleeties, and with all of you here listening and watching us live on Trovo or on Subscribe Star. <laughs> 
I'm just, I forgot that off the top of it. But yes, I'm grateful for all of you all listening here and being here with us, enjoying wrestling together and looking forward to where this comes as Bleedies does come to an end. Yeah, this is it, everybody. This is the final episode. Thank you guys so much. Just check in next week, see what's happening, see what colors we have. It's probably going to look exactly the same. But we're not going to go this long. It's going to be more scripted, okay? It's going to be just like NXT 2.0, way more scripted, way more four-minute matches. All right, you don't fall apart. It's time to go. Thanks again, everybody. Have a good night. I will see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow for the whole effing show. Trovo.live slash TWFS. We're going to watch Dynamite, then we're going to cover it. And then Thursday, fire up your Peacock. Or maybe your Ultimate Insider Impact Wrestling subscriptions. Because we're going to be watching some wrestling together as a unit. Camaraderie, people. Thank you guys again for coming in and hanging out. Have a great, safe evening, all right? Have fun, everybody. Thanks for the roses, the hype. Kevin, my close personal friend. Slop digging gold from rock and roll Grabs a mic to tell us Have a good night, you know sold, But I believe in this It's been tested by research Death of glory It's just another story Death of glory Becomes another story Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22